Just cutting in here to let you know about some other stuff on the network that you may enjoy. Uh, like the show Abject Suffering. It is nominally about bad video games, but uh, usually ends up being kind of just a comedy show about whatever the mood strikes us uh, to talk about. But uh, it always starts with the game. We've got legendary bad games like uh, Action 52 or Bubsy 3D. But we also have stuff that ends up being pretty good, like Pac-Man 2 or just really weird stuff like The Zoo Race. I don't know, it's a show we really enjoy doing, and we would love it if you listened. And uh, you can find that at duckfeed.tv slash suffering or iTunes or anything like that, along with so much more. And all of it is supported by our backers on Patreon at patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. All right, enough of that. Go check that out, but uh, do it after you listen to this really cool episode. Thanks. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. The undead legion of Farron is a caravan of undead, sworn by wolf's blood to contain the abyss. The legion will bury a kingdom at the first sign of exposure. Joyous bunch, really. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And my name is Austin Walker. And you're listening to Bonfireside Chat. It is Farron's favorite. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the Little League team, the saddest. <laughs> uh, appropriate to that, uh, this week we are covering Farron's Keep. And as you heard, uh, we are joined by Austin Walker, um, of uh, formerly of Giant Bomb, still? Yeah, formerly. Formerly, formerly now, as of as of last Friday, it was my last day there. Ah. And not yet of, of Vice.com slash gaming or whatever we end up renaming our new gaming site there. Uh, yeah. I started there on on the fifth, and we're recording this before that, the fifth of July. So, <laughs> oh, I'm wow. in between. I'm I'm in between things right now. Yeah, you know, just chilling, <laughs> fine, trying to find yourself. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. Yeah. doing a little traveling, backpacking around <laughs> yeah. Europe, yeah. in a career sense. Yeah, backpacking um, around 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 Ferens Keep. Actually, that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Austin, you're one of our most requested guests, actually. So that it's fantastic for you to uh, to to join us. You're sure this isn't just a trap to get me to explain why I like Dark Souls 2, right? Because <laughs> oh, everyone no. I know who is like, Austin, you need to go on podcast to talk about Dark Souls. It's always like, and explain why you're one of those weird Dark Souls 2 people. You're in good company there. We like Dark Souls 2 as well. That game's pretty good. I yeah, like that game a bunch. <laughs> It is. Uh, that was the entirety of that year of our lives. Was <laughs> I, yeah, I, so I listened. I listened to that entire season, and and oh. yeah, it was just like every time you got a letter that was like, "All right, guys, but come on, this is this is bad." It was just the most frustrating. Like, no, this area is really good. Actually, like, yeah. I don't know. It's subjective. It's a subjective thing. People mm-hmm. come for a different reasons. Some people don't like fighting lots of bosses. I guess, but I, I kind of do. So you know. <laughs> We'll get to that this episode, probably. Yep, <laughs> in a sense. Um, yeah. So yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. It's been it's been you know I used to I legit used to listen to Bonfire Side Chat back when I was doing uh, PhD work up in Canada. Mm-hmm. I used to like trudge through the snow and listen to your voices talk about Dark Souls and Dark Souls Two, and it was uh, it's it's really it's really intense for me to be like oh yeah, and two years later here I am on the show with you. So <laughs> so thanks again for having me on. Oh. That's immensely flattering. It is. Uh, yeah, we're both both fanciers, so that's really cool to hear. Um, yep. Uh, so 
So, so what's what do we do? What do we talk about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so uh, talk a little bit um, for people. So, how did you get into uh, to Dark Souls? Uh, just to kind of in general, yeah. you don't have to specify too. Um, well, I can, how did you get I can into specify it and, how yeah. I got into to Souls because it's it's like it's one of those great stories of it being this. So, Demon Souls came out. And I had a friend who was like, they're never going to import, they're never going to localize this game. You have to get the Japanese version. And I was like, that sounds, that mm, this seems like a hard game to play in Japanese. And he was like, no, you, it, there's a whole community. You should definitely import it. And I was like, all right, I'll import it. And then I played through all of Dark, uh, Demon Souls in Japanese and then was incredibly frustrated when like weeks after finishing it, they announced that they were going to localize it. <laughs> um, but like, you know, it was one of those things of, um, I had never played a game like it before and had never really engaged with something that was so community driven that like you know obviously the soul series has always been very driven by community you know wikis and and forum posts and lore videos and all that but imagine all of that plus also this extra layer of like and there's only three people on this forum who know japanese and so it's <laughs> like those three people debating what something means like what the best translation of something is or like you know the one person who who swears that there is uh you know a, a a bonus you know item or you know a hidden item somewhere if you just take this one jump but like how am i supposed to trust you like it, you're the <laughs> only person who's found this in the in in the english speaking world and speaking about it so so that was like a really intense first visit to it and i think that also means that i have less fondness because that was my entry point i have less fondness than most people do of the kind of clockwork world design of dark souls mm. one i don't dislike it i think it's good i think it's solid like I, I get the i understand why people are blown away by it when they like look down and see how far they've come and see how everything is intricately woven together but because my first experience was the was the hubbest of hub worlds <laughs> i guess it may be until dark souls 3 um no i think even i think even yeah demon souls is even more hubby than than three um hubby, hubby. I, i'm like <laughs> totally fine it's hubby hubby exactly uh yeah. I'm fine with that. I've always been kind of like more interested in broad spaces or like the traveling over broad distances and, and the, the, um, the vision of different, the different styles of space than I have been in the inter interweaving of it that you see in one. It's done really eloquently in one and like I, I appreciate it. Um, but it's, it's never been like the takeaway, which means that two and three are, have been pretty good for me, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Trying to think if there's anything else big. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm i the sort of guy who just wants to listen to the Majula theme all day long. Like, that's just <laughs> the sort of guy I am. And, like, yeah. that's going to... The the melancholy of the Majula theme and, like, the way in which I think Majula is this really great vision of people suffering in that world but suffering together is probably mm -hmm. why I like Ferris keeps so much also. And mm -hmm. we'll get to that probably a lot later. Um, mm -hmm. it's, 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 like a, it's like the the dark metal tail side of that uh, instead of the nice sunset it's like the darkness and and blades and blood but like it's it still feels like oh this is how communities work um and, and i'll talk a little i definitely want to get back to that when we maybe get to the end of, of talking about the keep is is that why you kind of gravitated towards coming on this episode because i know this was a this was a strong preference to appear on the yeah keep. so i think abyss watchers is my favorite boss in the series of in, in all the soul series um, but also, I kind of fucking hate Farron Keep, um, <laughs> and like that's important to me. Is that like it's a pain to play through? Uh, it it represents it's the one it's the poison pit of this game, right? 
Um, mm-hmm. It's the one you're going to fucking drag yourself through and hate all the while. But it's also for me, this incredible high point. Um, and I think, I think in general, it's one of these zones that's like a really nice microcosm of dark souls in general. Uh, so, yeah. So that's, yeah, that's it, kind of why I gravitated towards it. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, it is a great boss. <laughs> it's a great boss in the area. I did the, um, it's one of those things that's real weird because the critical path is so direct and, and kind of painless. Yeah. And then yep. as soon as you start poking into any of the corners, like <laughs> get <laughs> fucked, can't roll. It you know? rebukes <laughs> you. Yeah. yeah just, God. Uh, um, Especially yeah, if, I, you've I, been, if you, uh, so the thing, the other thing there is like coming off of Bloodborne, I'd gotten so much better at dodging. You know, I, not that mm-hmm. I had never played um, a build that dodged before or something, you know, like I wasn't, I wasn't just in Havels my whole time through Souls, but like, uh, it, it was still like, oh man, like I've gotten so much better at dodging out of the way and at like not needing to have my shield up all the time coming off of Bloodborne. Like I'm just a more aggressive player and then hitting this zone where it was just huge pits of muck that prevented you <laughs> from, from moving, you know, in a, in a, in a quick way was just like, fuck this whole area. Like, this is not <laughs> yeah. what I'm here for. <laughs> like, like, please do not like enforce attrition. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's already it's already Dark Souls, guys. Like I, I get it. <laughs> this area is the Dark Souls of Dark Souls. The um, <laughs> we're through the looking glass. The, the nesting, yeah, n- the nesting doll of the thing. Uh, real, real quick, we were talking about Majula. One of the things I love because uh, we picked up on that too. But I love that the uh, the achievement when you get everybody the um, the achievement for bringing everybody back to Majula is like a gathering of exiles. Yes. Or totally. something like that. Yeah. Like really underlines that kind of community. Like this is a yeah. everyone. They're back against the darkness. And like no one's from there, right? Like, yeah. like it's a bunch of people who are like, oh yeah, I'm a historian from a different place. Like got led here. I'm a shopkeeper from a different place who wound up here. Don't even don't even ask about the uh the Emerald Herald's history. Like that's a <laughs> what a mess that is. Yeah. Uh, and but it's like, oh, we all wound up here. And like this is the one little refuge we have. And again, maybe this is because I came in at Demon Souls, but like having a place of refuge that you return to like not that you know uh, i'm not saying that um that dark souls one didn't have that at all but like the hub travel system of being able to return from the bonfire back to majula is uh, like immediately from the start of the game is is a much different thing uh than mm-hmm. than uh why am i blanking on the most important place in dark souls one Firelink. uh Firelink shrine right um like that's a much different vibe so yeah. um yeah. i liked having that immediately yeah, yeah i, I mean, just assume that the cat owns all of majula it's like <laughs> oh, it's absolutely. like when you those those crazy those like crazy old ladies who leave a cat in charge of their house and their will <laughs> like technically the cat's landlord. <laughs> <laughs> you're renting for, you're renting from her uh, <laughs> and just and in this case it just said like one and then in parentheses one majula that's left <laughs> yeah. of the cat that's it good yeah, yeah. um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, I, I love it when people come on the show and they have a really strong preference for where they're going to to play, um, especially when it's something like this where it's not. Um, because for this season, everybody who I asked, like a lot of people, are just like, "Oh man, Irithil, you know, Irithil, <laughs> yeah, got to do Irithil, got to yeah. do the, the big, yeah. the big, the big thing, the big thing that happens there that we we don't talk about just yet." Um, nope. But the uh, people really wanted that. But I like it when people uh, hone in on an area that is uh, maybe less loved, uh, which is <laughs> definitely Irithil's keep. I get why you want to do Irithel from top to bottom. Irithel is a very interesting place. I'm excited to get to your episode about it. But, but like, sometimes there's a conversation that's going to be had and you know what that conversation looks like. 
And I think that's yeah. a lot of the conversation. And I think that's a good conversation. I'm excited to hear it. But like, I want to have the other conversation. I want to have the conversation about like the mucky place that happens to have some really cool stuff in it. That's more interesting of a conversation for me to have, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, so, I mean, we kind of hinted around it. I mean, you probably know if, you know, most people who are listening to this know, know your work, um, you know, formerly of Giant Bomb. Um, where else, just real briefly, where else would people uh, know you from other than, I know uh, that's what, I, you, what you've been doing recently. Yeah. So for the last year, I've been a Giant Bomb. Before that, I had some freelance reviews at places like GameSpot. Uh, I did a lot of my work at Paste.com um, when, they, when they did game stuff. I run a tabletop game podcast called Friends at the Table, which is at friendsatthetable.net or Friends at the Table on iTunes. Um, and I used to do a lot of streaming with a group called Stream Friends, which included some other people like Janine Hawkins and Phil Kohler from Polygon yeah. and some other people. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been around. Uh, it's, it's like I've done a lot of stuff. Uh, <laughs> and a giant bomb, obviously, I did some reviews and we, we did a, a weekly podcast called The Beast Cast, um, who, which included my, my good friends, Vinny, Alex, and Jeff. And Vinny was a very big Dark Souls fan. And it is, it is one of my great... Uh, laments that we never got to sit down and do a dark souls lore podcast because he's a man who loves lore but like only knows he knows his dark souls lore but he doesn't like he hasn't had the opportunity to dig in super deep and i think he would really enjoy that Mm. Um, Mm. you should get him on the show at some point i'll i'll put you guys in contact if you want in 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 the future excuse me in the future um yeah absolutely yeah (laughs) Yeah. put a put a a bug in his ear that'd be great yeah we'll do um (laughs) so very cool um yeah, cool. Um, what did we do last episode? Well, last time we followed the road of sacrifices uh, to one of its far ends when we sacked the Cathedral of the Deep and we found the coffin of Aldric, uh, Devourer of the Gods, empty. Uh, now we, are, we reverse our course and uh, uh, we have the strange figurine in our hands and we are at this swamp that is at the base of the road um, that we've kind of seen uh, kind of like resting at the bottom of the world from, uh, you know, from, from on high in uh, the undead settlement and such. Yeah. I mean, the fact that you go through like the longest ladder in the game to get down here is really kind of <laughs> weird in, in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The snake eater theme plays in reverse as you go down it. Put acid on the PlayStation store. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> So this place, uh, Farron, Farron's Keep, uh, is this long dead ruin where warriors lived and fought and died and has sunk into the ground and been reclaimed by this rotted forest. And the spirits of those who fought the abyss are trying to rest. And there are those to protect them and those that are just kind of hanging out, yeah. being gross demon monster things. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, the descendants, the descendants of their acolytes, these, these grew. Um, and if we dig in further, um, you know, we find out from Hawkwood that this was the home of Farron's Undead Legion, this group of knights and warriors who follow in the footsteps of at least the legend of Artorias, uh, kind of fighting mm-hmm. back against the abyss, right? You know, like there's there's lore that says they will raise whole kingdoms at the first sign of the abyss kind of like cropping up here. Like, oh, no, you don't, Kath. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and they're like the space marines of of dark souls and that they're just like no, no we don't fuck around like any darkness we're here it's done <laughs> they're you guys knocking out over there yep. yeah right yeah um and uh, uh so we also know from the uh, intro that the undead legion you know they're one of the lords of cinder kind of collectively um again an, an echo of uh of dark souls one where the four kings were like a group um held one of the souls they once linked the fire together but instead of returning to their throne they've kind of gone back to their duty 
um, in a in a weird way. Also, this is probably Darkroot and Ulysseal. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. Let's not even like let's not even pretend. Let's not even okay. do the devil's advocate yeah. thing here. Like <laughs> I, Elizabeth you know, is here. Like that's not even a joke. I, I'm I'm always very like hesitant to make an absolute statement, but like so much of this, like this is the Dark Souls one area. Mm-hmm. You know, like yes. at least in terms of like the majority of the substance of what's your of what you're going through, like later I stuff guess, notwithstanding. You know what? I would I would I was maybe a little dismissive. I would humor a counter argument because that would have to be an amazing stretch that I would just love to see. Uh, <laughs> like, so if someone has one, I, I would definitely love to hear it. So yeah. so shoot it at me. Austin underscore uh, Walker uh, on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. It would it would just involve convergence. Yeah. Like it would right. be anytime right. there's an yeah. amazing stretch. It's just the fact that the world are colliding yeah. like this is mm-hmm. what it's like when worlds collide uh, <laughs> the, uh, dark souls 3 tra- tagline yep. uh, the um yeah so yeah this is this is uh what became of our our dark root and our lysiel and a little bit of our undead berg mm-hmm. um as we'll see which is which is kind of interesting kind of a cool set piece um we get down here just kind of aesthetically this is a real hazy smoggy gross bog um and you can barely like the skybox gets really obscured you can barely see Lothric. You can barely see the structures off in the distance um, here. Yes. Yeah. Like, like uh, cool. kind of, they kind of keep in the middle and, you know. You can also look down from various places and see uh, the keep. Uh, you can see, <laughs> especially later uh, when there's the, the fire burning, you can look down and see that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it's like clouds of smoke coming up from it or, or what, but I remember later being able to look down from from the bridge. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah, I've been down there. Yeah. Um, but it's it's one of those great spots where... You know, I guess uh, a minute ago I was talking about how I don't really care for, or the you know, it doesn't blow me away when there is the clockwork connective tissue stuff. But it, the thing I like about this is that when you look down from above at it, it's so unremarkable until you've been there. Like you just assume <laughs> that it's like filler. Like oh well, that's yeah. just not like I can see if you're looking down from Lothric and you see like oh, there's a castle over there, there's a church over there, there's a cathedral. Like I'm gonna go to those places, but you would never look down here into the muck right under you and like understand that that's one of the main that's that's where one of the Lords of Cinder is, literally <laughs> under your feet. Yeah, it is. It is definitely one of the most like visibly decayed places that we've seen. Like mm-hmm. this has been 100% reclaimed by the land. The only thing that implies that this is a keep is like in maybe the the like the perimeter is mostly walls that are above, but like everything at the center of it has just kind of like been like you know just yep. Mexico City down into the bog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is weird. Like, so that's that's one of the main for me. That's one of the big things that differentiates it from previous like areas of poison in past Dark Souls games, right? Like, uh, those are often really vertical. Um, yeah. Whether you're falling through, uh, uh, you know, broken shacks from one to another, or you're, it's always like weird vertical platforming um, and like dodging traps or like dealing with the fact that there are undodgeable traps or there are enemies that that will poison you. Um, but here it's just like, no, it's all around you and flattened out. Good luck, <laughs> you know. It's, it's actually really similar to structure to uh, Road of Sacrifices, the swamp outside of there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the, 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 Covenant that we find here also covers that area. So it's kind of, there's a little bit of an implication that they're, you know, it's under the same kind of ward. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, But but yeah, yeah, that kind of, uh, there's kind of three central paths. The the weird thing about this too, is that like, if you just want to make your way, you get this, this message from Hawkwood um, that says, you know, Hey, extinguish the fires. You know, that's (laughs) like, I mean, I think there's gonna be three fires. You go extinguish them. And uh, if you follow the fire, like this is a really simple area. 
Like it, it's unlike every other swamp area in the game. It's the goal is not to lose you. You know, if you, if you are trying mm -hmm. to follow the critical path, like you just follow the light and you'll do just fine uh, here. Yeah. It's but, just but, when you but start what if exploring. I'm missing something. What if I'm missing yeah. treasure somewhere? What yeah. if I'm missing gear? <laughs> and like, again, like for me, that's this great little microcosm of Dark Souls yeah. of like, mm. we talk about the difficulty of Dark Souls a lot, but we don't <laughs> often talk about the ways in which it can really push you in the right direction and offer you the, you know, having, having uh, messages in the game directly, having the ability to summon people. There are all these ways in which it can totally help you just power through if you're <laughs> willing to. But so often the reason that Dark Souls can be such a hard series is because you, you go, no, I, I have it in my head that I'm going to go do this other thing or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sequence break or I'm not going to summon. And that's on yeah. you in, a, in some way. And here that's the same thing of like, if you just want to follow the path, you can move forward. Don't like it's not that hard. <laughs> yeah. But you get that little that little whisper in your ear and go like, I wonder what's behind that that weird enemy who's pacing back and forth. I yeah. wonder what's in that hollowed out tree stump. <laughs> and it, the answer is like nothing that important, if I yeah. recall. <laughs> but, it was, soul, but soul of a nameless soldier? <laughs> oh boy. Oh, yeah. Hot dang. Don't, don't that's spend, this trap. Don't spend it all at <laughs> one place. Um, God, the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what's funny is so like if you if you look at um you know blight town as like this a, a, mm -hmm. ad, a advancement of the valley of defilement you know the, the 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 top area and then kind of the like the like the bog area um and then if you look at like the uh, what is it the pit not the pit the the gutter there we go uh, yes. the gutter. like yes. yeah, the, the gutter which is just like one whole big stage that is just kind of the top level of blight town you mm -hmm. know but like <laughs> A really good version of that in my opinion right just yeah. kind of like let, let, let's take this kind of precarious rickety society almost and you know have you go through it um and you know make you really feel like you're invading it just like you did in blight town this is i think kind of the apotheosis of that bottom part again because of that you know you make your own pain kind of side of it right like yeah. the bottom of blight town you are kind of like running up to these struts and you're trying to you know you see the you see the items glimmering in the distance and almost always you're rewarded with something that you know attacks you or makes your life difficult but like you're still <laughs> kind of like making these like small little tentative like grasps out into you know in the into the into the haze under the under this oppressive atmosphere right like it's well, weird it's however weird. go ahead no, go ahead i was gonna say it's just it's it's strange how over the course of two sequels they like split that area up into two and then yeah. like try to like really focus on like the aspects that made both of them distinct well and for me the other thing here that's really weird is that feeling of openness because it's not a thing you get that often in Dark Souls where it's, you know, Dark Souls games have uh, have multiple paths that you can go down and they wrap back around on themselves in interesting ways. And there is a degree of mental mapping of spaces. But this is like the most like you come out of it's like the, the it is like the antithesis. It is like the emotional antithesis of the Bethesda moment where you step out <laughs> out from below and you oh look at the light. It's beautiful. I can go anywhere here. Except here it's like you walk into the keep and it's like, well, shit, where where am I supposed to? I could go in any direction here. How am I supposed to know which is like the good, the good way? And that's that is really a, a clever way to make you feel completely <laughs> oppressed by, by the keep. There are no walls, and that is precisely the problem. This is why they burn down kingdoms because there aren't walls for the dark, right? Like yeah. it's way easier to just be like, all right, just kill everything. Like we can't look how big everything is. The darkness can be anywhere. Yeah. Just set yeah. it on fire. <laughs> It's uh, it's really expedition based. Like every time I've mm. gone through this, I've done the critical path and then you find that kind of central bonfire and you're just like, okay, mm -hmm. what's left? And it, because everything poisons you, 
um, there is this sense of like, it almost feels like playing like a space sim where you have a limited amount of fuel, you know, to make it out because you're, you're <laughs> going to get, it's like, okay, I have, I have my 10 Estes or whatever. Um, I can make it to the end of this, this, the left half of the swamp and explore it. But even if I'm being conservative and, and trying to fight well, uh, I'm still going to have like a health tax from that. It's right. like how much of my fuel can fund this expedition to, to kind of check out I these little corners. <laughs> do I want to dip into my items at all? Or is this just going to be a scouting mission where yeah, I know yeah. I'm going to go out there and die. I've spent all my souls. Let me just, let me just peek. Let me just see what, I, and then the thing that happens all the time in dark souls happens here, which is you, you say, I'm not going to commit any resources to this. I'm just going to go look <laughs> and you go and look and you're down to like half life and you go, well, let me just, let me just go a little bit further. Let me no. just go. Mm -hmm. I think I see something. All right, this is this is the run. Hashtag the run. Let's do this. And then you're like, no, this was a mistake. Why didn't I just? Uh. I should have run and back. I, I should have run back. At least made my corpse more easy to uh, to, to to recover. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Oh, Usually man. that moment for me comes with an invasion. Oh yeah. Like mm -hmm. I, I'm I'm like mm -hmm. I'm I feel safe, and then like just oh here's you know yellow finger finger Heisel, or here's just a, a Farron and watchdog <laughs> pops out um yeah. let's talk about some of these things that are making this so hostile just kind of a generality these guys we're going to run into uh, these grew um so these guys are these uh kind of like corrupted goat people um they have these kind of like kind of goat heads uh and and goat legs and these were the people who are the townspeople of ulysseal so this is you can kind of draw a direct line from those um mm -hmm. those exploded heads uh ulysseal township guys yeah to these things and, and here it's like, it's fine. Like these are the warriors. Uh, they make a sense to me. They show up in a later area of the game I don't want to talk about yet where I have no clue why they're here, why they're there. <laughs> here it makes sense to me. I don't know why they're there. Yeah, um, right. But uh, yeah, there's there's not too much to them other than that they used to be townspeople. Um, the basic ones are pretty easy to fight. We have their our regular um, just kind of weapon wielding ones and then the shamans who shoot the uh, poison cloud. Um, right. And then we have the, the leaping ones. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about these things for a second because I, I have a real hard time with, with these things. Um, yeah. for like the, they had, they cut a really amazing silhouette. Like mm -hmm. I love their like stiff, you know, stiff backed, uh, kind of stance. And then, uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. they do that like chain grab leap thing. Yeah. That is kind of some bullshit a little bit. Like that <laughs> oh, kind of yes, drives me fucking bonkers. Why? Like, yes. That's strange because like I I eventually got really good at uh at, at rolling at the right time to critical them like I I, I like I, I like a dragoon in a game and I'm kind of like ah, I respect you play a good game boy and then just you know roll stab <laughs> yeah but like it, yeah it really... just like I love how like they they use the they use kind of the oppressive low visibility against you for this like they come yeah. out of nowhere and they will hold you down. Well, the, the regular grooves are kind of hiding, but the ones, the leaping ones are always just like a lot of times are in front of a fire. Mm. Like you're meant to see those yeah. things are coming. Those aren't, those aren't ambushes. Mm. Um, and well, the well, thing about that leap thing is, I, I mean, I understand liking them for that thing, but I don't like any attack that where like the point is it breaks your lock on or camera. Mm. So if you're locked onto them, yeah. the, them leaping up is just going to like mess with your camera in a way that I don't like. Yeah. Um, and then the that's thing, true. The other like, thing that happens is, is that there's sometimes just like a uh, group composition to where it's just like if I if I only ever had to fight them on their own, the leapers, then I'd probably be fine. But I always ended up in a running fight that would lead me into a different group or I would get poisoned from the the kind of um, the elder ones who have like the, the poison blast. Like mm -hmm. it, it always that's what, part of what made it made those specific enemy types tough for me. The leapers was like. One on one, I got gotcha. you, but mm -hmm. but the second I bump into something else, things go yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. The second I have to take my eye off of you, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, so some flavor details about these guys. Uh, uh, you, you get all their weapons and they are just uh, uniformly covered with shit. Uh, which makes them poisonous, uh, which is which is real disgusting. Also, you'll you'll see some uh, goat like bodies that are tied up to the crescent moon, um, uh, kind of gravestone kind of things, mm-hmm. um, like mm-hmm. crucifixes around here. Not quite as numerous as the road of sacrifices, um, but that definitely says like, oh, this possibly came from there. Sure, like, like right. this is a custom that is you know shared across these regions, right? Yeah, well, they, they are explicitly connected. Yeah. in some way like i get the sense that like the road of sacrifices on the way to the cathedrals kind of cuts through <laughs> aaron's territory mm-hmm. yeah um you know and and this is a there, there's a little bit of overlap there but i don't think that there's i mean we didn't find a huge connection between farron's keep and the cathedral other than that like it's possible that farron's keep is posted up here to protect against the abyss in cathedral of the deep but i think it's much more likely that they're posted to protect against the abyss in the next area. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that, I, yeah, that, I think, that makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's they're the they're a bulwark against something, and that is a yes. real cool thing. Did you guys yeah. go through the keep before going to do the cathedral, or did you like what was the order of your natural play the first time through? Um, I went keep first. Okay, um, yeah. I got to the keep, um, f- figured out that it was the poison bog area, and then bounced yep. back off of it and went to the exactly went, to, like went, went to the cathedral and uh, yep. then, and then came back. Not now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like it's good that I know that you're there. I just want to make sure I'm ready for you. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the um, so this area kind of set piece wise is kind of hard to to talk about. Um, because it's not linear since it's so open. So we kind of have it, uh, the critical bath and then kind of the right wall and the left wall. Um, mm-hmm. And then the towers in between, we're going to kind of talk about um, and hit up enemies and, and items and stuff as they show up and, and how they may be appropriate. Um, so if you immediately come out and you follow the right wall, uh, which you shouldn't do, um, <laughs> this is going to lead to a, a, a dead end that's probably not worth it and a really, really annoying kind of set piece. Yeah. Um, but I, I tend to go right to left as just kind of a metric when I leave these oh, yeah. things as well. So It's the, the, it's, uh, it's the Daedalus heuristic, which is more yes. than just my paperback sci-fi series that I'm writing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, but you uh, but you follow this along, um, and you know there's there, there's a little bit here like you find uh, like these new enemies these leeches right that uh, that have like this really annoying uh, kind of spit attack and also you have this ragged mask which is more just uh, um, uh, like for flavor like oh the people who lived here it was so bad they had to like basically make their own uh, their, their own like sick mass. Out well, of it's, it's, like, it's it's great like it has yep. almost no weight and has really good poison and curse defense. Yep, like it's actually a really awesome piece of armor. Mm-hmm um so it's 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 definitely for flavor but it's it's cool it's really again like what Austin was talking about earlier where like dark souls seems very cruel but actually does give you a lot of uh you know things to equip you yeah like we we mm-hmm. talked about it way back in the first season we talked about getting the spider shield right before blight town yeah you're going through the depths right, like totally. this is uh this is the same kind of thing mm-hmm. yep you just have to uh you have to be sure that you are paying attention to the uh to the humblest of items <laughs> yeah. yeah to the stats <laughs> on these yeah. things just yeah just oh. the stats um yeah. But yeah, as, as you follow along, you also get prism stones. They always throw these at you. I've never used them for anything aside from uh, setting up a dance party. Uh, <laughs> or check, I, I use them to check uh, for lethal falls. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but that's that's really it. There are probably four, but I I've taken way more lethal falls with with a pocket full of these stones than than I ever <laughs> needed to. But I, they're just not a thing I reach for, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Exactly. I've never used them to like make the the trail of breadcrumbs, which is what I think that they want that you to use them for mm-hmm. here. Which is, you know, right. which would address one of my like not complaints because like I kind of know the game. It's hard for me to be as exasperated by a poison swamp now. Like, oh, I'm poisoned. Okay, well that's just a timer. I'll, I'll move <laughs> do quick. You, do you think our generation is more equipped to deal with poison swamps in real life uh, <laughs> because of the Souls games? Oh, do you ma- think just we... mass emigration to Florida. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. we we just happen to walk up to one and we're like, all right, this okay, is what well, we do. Yeah. <laughs> You've heard lots of bad things about millennials, but let me tell you one good thing. <laughs> Let's see the Atlantic publish that. Um, <laughs> but um, but like, you know, just I get lost in these. Like even even if I have the strategy guide in my lap and I'm looking at a map that is like correlating it, I will end up turned around. So like if I just yeah, thought I, to equip one of these, I just don't. Yeah. That's yeah. This, this is still I have a, a better map of this than I do the um, snake forest from Bloodborne, <laughs> which I, I feel like I never got a handle Fuck on that. that. Yeah, I that was that's just that's what uh, that place feels like an attempt at this. But I just ran through it like I I didn't even try the, to, to explore it, to do the to do the like go out on on um, excursions to like kind of peek around. I was like, no, I'm going to get through this area. I don't care what I'm missing. I'm moving on. Uh, so good on them for for bringing it back a little bit here. <laughs> well, well, part of that, too, is the Bloodborne's whole like like you weren't missing any. There isn't treasure in Bloodborne, really. True. Like there's, right. you, know, you, yeah. you might get some chalice materials if you, you risk your life. Um, the uh, this, this game at least has stuff that's worth picking up. Um, yeah. If you f- keep following this uh, this right wall, we start running. This is our first uh, group of basilisks. Yeah, um, we've run into new basilisks, and they are mm-hmm. different. Um, they are more aggressive, and they have a faster move set. Yeah, uh, than old basilisks. <laughs> and the the shitty thing uh, about these basilisks is that they immediately uh, kind of coincide with the real deep water mm-hmm. that you cannot right. uh, cannot roll fast through and cannot run through. The deep water, the dark water. Yeah, glass shark. That's rough. Come. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and these guys uh, curses back to back to its old hijinks. It no longer just piles up and reduces your stuff. It'll it'll kill you dead. Well, it's, it's, the yeah, first and, time and, I got caught by them here, I I died and then just laughed, just like up. Yeah. <laughs> here we are. So, like, yeah. I'm, I'm happy you made that point, Austin, because uh, I was so happy to see them. I was like, oh, there there they <laughs> no. are. Yeah, I, like I clapped. I was like, oh, they're back. The <laughs> my favorite mascot. <gasps> Man, do I want a plush basilisk? <sighs> More the, than anything. Um, good. Yeah, these things. One that one that you can like put like a like a candy cigarette kind of thing. Like you squeeze it, and a little thing of non toxic <laughs> fog comes out. Yeah. Um, the uh, so it's, it's never been back to its Dark Souls one thing. Like we still don't have curse as a status, like the half health thing. Yeah, which I'm I'm glad they didn't bring that back. Because, <laughs> um, but uh, so these things and there's tons of them. Like there are so many basilisks in this area. Oh, they like swarmed me completely, surrounded me. That was another example of. The classic like oh this is a bad place to be i'm gonna run in a direction nope this is a worse place i ran into a worse place <laughs> the um and they, they uh they they punished me but they did the same thing to me and i was doing there's a trick if you uh two-hand and use the weapon art for a dagger there's a little dash mm-hmm. you can do and uh Ooh. that cuts through the uh the deep water like you can do it at full speed That's um, good. And you can and you can do it with empty fp so you can kind of explore this whole area pretty quickly mm. um which really helps for dodging things yeah. Um, Hacks. <laughs> but but you uh, it, you can't uh if you get surrounded which i do because there are a lot of dead ends on this this path too and the vassals kind of come up behind you um if you're switched to that weapon and you kind of panic a little bit that weapon will not knock them out of your way like a dagger uh-huh. will not stagger them right so right. it was really easy for me to kind of panic and get petrified here yeah 
Mm -hmm. um, so this these familiar sites are guarding another familiar site. So there's a small little cave alcove um, that has the corpse of a giant mushroom person inside of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Elizabeth. Yep. And and Dust. It sure is. Hey there, yeah. friend. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, there there there's some gear on the ground. There's an open treasure chest. I feel like that's a story, um, but I can't quite discern what it is. But it's Dusk's gear minus the the crown. We'll find that later. And also the golden scroll, which somehow conflates the Xanthus scholars with Ulasil. Yeah, yeah, I think that might be that might be a, I, that feels like a translation error because they talk about Ulasil being the place of golden sorceries, but like right. Xanthus is like a completely different thing. Like nothing from Ulasil was was in the painted world, <laughs> along with Jeremiah. Though, yeah, yeah. Hmm. There's a there's a thing I want to talk about that I can't talk about yet. I guess, yeah. which is like, is there there might be a line there. In this game, there might be a line between the painted world of the past and this place. Okay. Not a direct line, but like there might be a way that these two spaces connect. Um, hmm. um, if I if I put it in a marker, can you say it? And then we'll uh, we'll, we'll we'll exit out of it. We'll bleep you out. Yeah, and just sure. yeah. Everyone will just assume it's just the most foul racial slurs. That's <laughs> yeah, it. That's, that's totally um, it. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> And, and and we're back, uh, maybe from hearing a couple of verses of classical gas. Um, but yeah, that, <laughs> that makes an intuitive sense to me. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. That that could be the case. It still also feels a little bit though, like um, the Xanthus stuff. It, like that that explains. I'm sorry if this ends up adding more classical gas. <laughs> That's um, it explains why the Xanthus stuff might be connected to kind of generally the real world, but not specifically yeah. to Elysial, which already has kind of a history and and stuff. Right. So. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't, because the Xanthus stuff always just seemed, like, when it showed up in, in Dark Souls 1, it was just a Demon Souls Easter egg. Mm -hmm. yes. And then kind of, it kind of had a patches place where it's like, oh, there's just always going to be this thing. <laughs> and mm -hmm. Dark Souls 3 kind of explicitly adding it, like, adding characterization, you know, adding Heisel, adding these references feels a little weird to me. Like, it literally says, like, oh, it's meant to look like a mushroom, right? Like, it literally <laughs> yeah. talks about... So yeah, that's weird. That's a very yeah. direct. It's a. I connection. mean, like that is one of the most noticeable like instances of retroactive continuity. I'm not saying mm -hmm. retcon because like I gloss over that word when I see it, but like, oh, you're going back and changing that shit. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, the, you know, R.I.P. Dusk. Um. And this, this is the first. If you're taking this path, this is the first way. You know, time you're going to be like, oh, this is explicitly. Uh, where this is yeah and that's why i put yeah. it at the front of the notes just in yeah. case we need more evidence but we'll see it yeah yeah and the golden scroll uh lets you learn sorceries that are kind of specific to yeah to elysial sorceries the kind of things that dusk taught you yep um, mm -hmm. and, and you give those to uh to orbeck um is what yes. you do yeah right yep um so there's a tower uh that you can head towards if you don't take this right wall um it is, uh, and if you follow the right wall, you'll get to it as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you kind of go through this way, it's a, it's a um, little ways in from the uh, from the perimeter off the right. Yes. Wall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, and this is also kind of near here is where you get the uh, nameless knight armor, which is another thing that you found. You found the elite set in Dark Root. Um, this is the starting knight armor from uh, Dark Souls One. Yep. Right. As well. They don't go um, so far as to say that it's fluted, but they talk about it being strengthened by the grooves. 
Yeah, uh, <laughs> strengthened by the groove. Yeah, much, um, much like me, uh, a disco night at the roller rink. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and there, there are a bunch of Gru here kind of holding up. And we get to our first flame um, that are under these kind of impression thing. And this is really like, so initially I really hated this put out the three flames thing. Um, and I still don't think I'm totally at peace with it. Um, it does, I mean, this is the cliche, like a lot of people have made this comparison, but it feels very Zelda-like. Like, go mm-hmm. put out the three torches to open the door. Um, and it feels like a way of kind of making you explore the area in kind of an artificial yeah. motivator to me a little bit. Um, I don't get it. Like, I don't know why, what it adds. Um, and there's this weird, confusing lore thing here that, like, I first saw in a, a body video. You have it in the notes here. Um, is that there are these little kind of um, uh, freezes, these little, these little bottle reliefs. Uh, behind the fires that kind of show the different lords um, yeah. that we had seen from Dark Souls 1. Yeah. So you have the four kings, um, the Witch of Isolith, and Nido, And it's yes. they're, they're pretty distinct. But I don't know why. Like, what does sitting out, t- putting out the fire of those open up all that the I way can, to this boss? All that I can think of is it is a way to reenact the journey of the first chosen undead. By going out and snuffing out mm. the snuffing out the flames of these, you know, symbolic other things. It's like this. It's like the stations of the cross for the abyss watcher for the watchdogs. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like if you think of the abyss watchers or you know Fer- Ferran's watchdogs as like these cultists that worship, uh, you know, maybe not just at Artorias, but maybe they know the truth that the chosen undead is the real, mm-hmm. you know, the the real bul- bulwark against the abyss. Then, like, it would make sense for them to like build this up, and I use make I, sense in the most loose. Yeah, sense. I I don't think of them that way at all. Like, I don't I don't think there's anything to suggest that the Ferran's watchdogs like revere the chosen undead in general mm-hmm. like they they mm-hmm. go through you know there's like we know the truth that uh artorias was was not the real deal um but there's everything they've patterned everything else about this kind of wolf knight mm-hmm. you know who was explicitly mm-hmm. not you like i feel like the evidence that's there shoot like explicitly shoots that down it doesn't just support yeah. it it's like they already have a thing they worship mm-hmm. and it's yeah, not it would this. be it would be way easier if if they had included something that said that the <laughs> watch the watchdogs believed that artorius was the one who did this mm-hmm. uh who 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 you know yeah. linked the first flame and all that like that would be that would actually be a really cool little detail um yeah. but but there's nothing here to support that reading i don't think as it as it stands the only connection between artorius and these figures is that you know the like these are the buddies of the lord that artorius served as he was you know <laughs> right. doing this right which right. You know, I don't I don't know what like how if they knew that if they would draw the connection between him, you know, the the, the slaying of these lords and, you know, possibly holding the abyss back, maybe. Yeah, yeah I don't I don't, <laughs> no, I don't know. I, nope. <laughs> Not to you. I'm just saying nope. Yeah. to Like it doesn't because the, the chronology is just is just fucked for that because yep. Artorias yeah. like explicitly did not coexist with the four kings. Right. You right. know, like you, right. you have to right. go get the thing from his graveyard. Like the chronology just doesn't work there. And I just I don't understand what this is getting at. Like why if if that's the idea, which like I that was probably if you put a gun to my head and told me to come up with an explanation for it, that's very similar <laughs> to what I would have come up with. Yeah. But I don't want to have to have a gun to my head to, to put these things together. Like, right. I don't want right. it to be quite that like tenuous. Um, so it just ends up still feeling say, very video gamey to me. Yeah. I'll also say that like, I have been confused about whether I'm lighting or extinguishing these flames <laughs> since I played this game months ago, the first time, <laughs> yeah. um, because the, the thing that happens is you go up 
And I thought you were extinguishing it, but then you get that video of it lighting. And so then in retrospect, I always walked away thinking, oh, right, yeah, I like these. So even now, I'm not 100% sure. I, I like this, like the like the symbolism though of like, okay, we're going to make you put out this flame, but a new flame shows up somewhere else. Mm, right, like like right. like, like mm. the cycle, like oh, the flame. And again, that, the flame definitely that will comes come back in the in the boss fight soon enough. <laughs> yep. Yeah. 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 It it just ends up being uh, again kind of goofy and not. Um, like it's not as supported as I want it to mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And w- like, what sucks is it's really close. Like the it's it's a couple of details away from being something, you know. Like I I, I would be fine with the Station of the Cross thing, like if there was yeah. enough like corroborating details for it. Not like mechanically, like it's still weird to like go around like you know just the the whole Zelda comparison is real apt, right? Um, right. you know, but like um, it just like I I would I would like that as kind of like this first real exposition that we are kind of like walking ground we've tried before. If, right? they, if right. these guys were like Artorias truthers. <laughs> that would be kind of rad if like this was the call that threw away artorius yeah and it was just like no no, <laughs> right. no it was never artorius but they worship everything about artorius like they're super artorius e um it's mm-hmm. a way cooler idea for the truth to have come out in the intervening years you know right. um that would have been really cool it's just not what is in the game right you yeah. know and that's that's the kind of the bummer i guess um yeah but yeah so you so you kind of get through these uh you get this this first one um this first one is not super well guarded yeah, but just some grew. It's not a big deal. Eventually, uh, they get a little bit more, a little bit more tricksy. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, in the interest of kind of like getting through this a little bit more, like there's one that's kind of like off to the left. If we continue like along the wall here or past those mm-hmm. basilisks, we're gonna get to the other one. But like, let's kind of like dip around before we get to like this real varsity level area. Um, by going to the left here and we kind of see like a lot of like towers and bridges and stuff like this is this is the superstructure of this keep yeah. that is you know just, just still just like rising above the surface mm-hmm. yeah. yeah um if you if you head that way um around this this the second one we're kind of dipping in uh real quick you get a couple interesting items without getting a lot of interesting encounters other than the fact that we run into our first uh not our first one in the game potentially mm-hmm. but our first dark wraith here of of kind of many yeah. Yes, the uh, dark wraith ding, um, <laughs> and uh, he's he's guarding the uh, the sage's coal, um, which again, uh, yeah, the, the, yeah, hello, the sage, yes, um, yeah, yeah. I didn't never thought about you. You could get a lot of like Farron's coal, mm-hmm. like you, there's all kinds mm-hmm. of coal for you. Yeah, um, profane coal. Ooh, after dark. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, but um, so yeah, he's which is uh, was given to the undead legion by the crystal sage twins, um, which we we fought one of those on our way here. And the proximity kind of makes sense, even though I'm mm-hmm. not sure why they're connected to the area they're heavily connected to later. Right. Um, I yeah. always, I kind of read the Crystal Sage as being in league with them in some way. Um, I think there's a there's some item description that talks about the magic of the the Crystal Sage or the magic of the the Legion being of a practical sort and that connects yeah. it to the crystal sage somehow i don't remember yeah. It's, yeah. it's been a yeah. while since i've I mean, looked at all those descriptions but it makes sense that they would be in two different places you know like twins are individual people right ah, right that's, 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 that's just i'm waiting for the like, evidence on that one i'm gonna hold yeah. out <laughs> no yeah. no but it might just being like one one of them left and came here and the other one stuck around uh back right. in a place where they would uh where they would otherwise be well, one of them went and taught a bunch of sorceries to the Farron people, and the other one got a goofy haircut. Yeah. So he would stop being confused <laughs> with his brother. So. Yeah. One, 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 of them went to, one, one of them went and joined Teach for Farron. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one of them always wears a hat. Um, okay. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. Uh, so there's this other area over by the third uh, third tower yeah. here. 
Um, yeah. And this is where the like the the, the big bad kind of stuff is. Um, yes. Uh, this is uh, where we get our second bonfire. Um, this uh, the, you know the keep ruins, although all of this is in ruins. It's a shambles. Um, but uh, this is kind of the largest concentration on the other side of this uh, bonfire up here uh, in the highlands where uh, the Gru shaman are, um, and mm-hmm. uh, they will just kind of like smoke you out. Yeah, there, there's there's one Gru shaman and two regular Gru's kind of guarding mm-hmm. this bonfire um, on your way here, which is a good bonfire for excursions. Um, you can kind of head off to your right. There's a leech, leeches guarding like a little uh, like pagoda. <laughs> yep. Right. Um, you know. <laughs> they have the gazebo from two to four, Gary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've booked it. Come on. Yeah. Let them have it. We live yeah. in a society. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, this is also the second appearance of Estes Soup. Um, yes. Uh, again, with more indication that there's Solaire stuff here. I don't get it. Yeah, that understand. they somehow Seaward has cooked Solaire into a soup. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. That's <laughs> <up>. <laughs> sure. <laughs> by which, by which you mean to say there is the sunlight talisman, which is which is a which is a good item, uh, and is uh, again aligned with uh, with with Solaire uh, next to this. Um, and also, you have some wolf's blood sword grass. But we'll get to the purpose that serves here in a minute. Yes. Uh, the cool thing here is these elder grues. Yeah. Um, these things are awesome. <laughs> yep. Uh, I really like the way these things look. This is one of my favorite designs in the game. Yeah, they're uh, they're, they're they're miniature Amelias. Yeah, yeah, who use hmm. trees like entire trees with the root system intact. Yep, to to fight yeah. you, and they have a lot of bloodborne things because they also shoot those little skulls that seem like they're from the uh, executioner's glove or mm. the Logarius fight from uh, Bloodborne. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This area in general started to feel like a connection forward abstractly to Bloodborne. Um, mm-hmm. There is also. God, I don't remember what enemy it was, or if it's something closer to the actual boss fight, or if it is, was the Dark Wraith? Someone straight up calls you a beast when they kill you uh, oh, in, this, hmm. in this area. Um, hmm. And between that and some of the, the, uh, the clothing and weapons that the uh, boss of this area ends up having, I got like such strong, like proto Bloodborne vibes from this zone. Yeah. Um, mm. And just like there's questions of the blood in this area in a way that there isn't anywhere else in in Souls really. Like it's not Souls isn't a blood game. It's a it's a Souls game. It's about <laughs> it's about you know spirits and souls, and it's about something less material than blood. Yeah, and we um, we, we find and, we find that with uh, with with the Abyss Watchers later on. The blood. exactly yeah. exactly yeah. so yeah, that's interesting. Uh, that's that's definitely the case. Here. And I'll wrap back around to that when we get to the Abyss Watchers, because there's a specific <laughs> thing that I was like, wait a second, what, what, what? And, and I want to save that for then. <laughs> um, let's, yeah. let's talk about, so those things um, are pretty tricky to fight, these big, uh, these elders. Um, yeah. The trick yeah. to them is that they don't have tons of hit points. Right. So you just, so if, if you just get up in there, get up in those guts yeah, and then just down. Scare, yeah. 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 You got you to tank some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, because every one of their attacks sends out these little, uh, these skulls. So you can't really fight defensively um, yeah. because you're just going to stay stunlocked the entire time. Like, again, just kind of a Bloodborne thing. You had to be really aggressive with these guys. Um, the and then problem with me was I, I made the mistake of, like, this is when... So I was trying to do, I was trying to do like, an int strength build or something. And I was like, oh, I know. I'll I'll switch to magic here. And, like, uh, I'll play footsies with them. And like, that was not happening. Uh, and mm-hmm. it was exactly in the part of my my first game where I decided to start putting points into into intelligence and magic. And it was like, oh, this was a mistake. Like, this, this just... This isn't working. And in fact, it would have probably been fine. Like, I, th- I th- still think the, the, the release build of Dark Souls 3 favored 
physical damage over magic by a long way. But mm -hmm. uh, at the same time, like it was just the it was the worst enemy to come against when I was trying to to actually try magic out. Uh, and and that was sorceries did not do do me any justice in this fight against the elder grew. Yeah, that that yeah, one hundred percent. It it does not really help. It's good yeah. for drawing them when the the three of them are having their like yeah their tribunal. <laughs> Yeah, um, totally. over a totally. hat. They're requiem for that hat. <laughs> yeah, they're, 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 they're doing their praise you dance. Oh, yeah. Is it, is it going to move? Uh, I wonder who wore that hat. Is it? Do you want it? I saw it, but if you want it, you can have it. Uh, Called yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's okay. I mean, now you get the hat on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I get the hat on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. But what about Sundays, Gary? That, that's when when Jarl gets it. Okay. Um, okay yeah. Let's uh, let's talk about this crabulon too. This little crab uh, crab set piece with this uh this, this little birch here. Yep. Um, I love the crabulon. Um, so this is where we get a uh, dust crown. I, I keep on wanting mm -hmm. to say Ulysil's crown. Um, and yeah, this is just a this is a hard fight. Um, if you if you opt to uh to participate in it. Yeah. Well, cool. You forget that we have an ally who will help anytime. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. so it's it's only hard if we if we uh if we don't have uh giant who help anytime. Hmm. And if he helps, you just kind of dodge around the crab until he gets shot with arrows. Oh, I never got yeah. that to proc. Like, I never noticed oh. it. Like, I know that there's the white birch here, but. Yeah, he he will. I just did it uh, just now before we started recording. Yeah. Like, he will definitely kill this crab for you. Totally. I believe you, Gary. No, no, I'm just saying it is. It's useful. Yeah, no, I could imagine that. Like, the, like the, this actually has the uh, the chance to be the one, the one of these things outside of Smoldering Lake that ended up killing. So that's good. <laughs> yeah, the only yeah the the crab that died, the um it is it is more like I, I wasn't making fun of you for not believing me. It's more just kind of weird that that giant there's a white birch here and a giant who will attack specifically for this one enemy. <laughs> it is such a weird little micro arena mm -hmm. in the middle of the swamp. Like you can fight this crab if you got an ally from three zones ago. <laughs> he will shoot arrows <laughs> to help you against this one giant crab. It's a hell of a shot. Yeah. Listen, that giant is a man of his word. You know, he said he'd help you. <laughs> Anytime. Help you. Anytime. Yeah, until he kills himself because you picked up a stick. <laughs> oh, real, real fragile. <laughs> Causality yeah. is a real hell of a thing. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's the Magnolia of Dark Souls 3. <laughs> <laughs> like Amy Mann just starts singing to you about uh <laughs> yeah i gotta I, wise up giant you gotta wise up i never i yeah never realized that he could uh that, that he would factor in here but uh but mm -hmm. yeah totally makes sense with the white birch and uh yeah. that I think that's the end of that chapter. Maybe that's the end of his quest line. Yeah, yeah. It, it as started, it were. It started with him help anytime, and it ended with him having helped anytime. <laughs> and then that's uh, that's the giant. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> we were joking about the about the hat reverie earlier. Um. Specifically, those uh those elder grues they're guarding the Ferris set. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, it's I, not the whole set. It's just the hat. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like it's the hat, and then they also have the uh, like one of them drops the bow as well. Yeah. Yeah. I love the the description on the hat because it says uh, it used to belong to a great arch archer whose name was Ferris, but now that just describes the style of hat. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like in so it's Lothric, like... you can wear a Ferris. Like <laughs> yep. MREs in Lothric wear Ferrises. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, no, it, it definitely is the fedora of, uh, of the Dark Souls world. It's not mm -hmm. a fedora. It's a Ferris. <laughs> yeah. They're called Ferrises now. They correct you on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> And that's why you get those those shaman grooves vaping at you. Yeah, like the whole thing is just uh, 
memory of paradise in Parents Keep. Okay, if I saw somebody who could blow a skull with their vape smoke, I would probably buy a vape right there. I would probably worship them yeah. as a god. <laughs> <laughs> like, teach me your ways. <laughs> um let's uh let's talk about the thing that's kind of looming over this entire uh all the proceedings here actually okay this um uh, uh this tower that we can go up there's well, a before, before we get to this tower let's uh since we just went to farad's hat let's talk about the mushroom graveyard real quick oh shit yeah because that, that's pretty oh, yeah, close definitely. to there um, yeah. So if you if you don't follow all the way to the tribunal of hat considerers, um, <laughs> there's this little corner uh, with a bunch of dead mushroom men and a bunch of illusial sorceries and and illusial uh, stuff. Yeah, around it. Um, again, I just said like let's talk about that. Like there's a lot to it. <laughs> there's a bunch of dead mushrooms and some Gru hanging out. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, mm-hmm. I'm kind of sad. I like the I like the mushroom men. I would have wanted to kill some more of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I uh, Austin, have you seen the um? the gifts of the uh, unreleased like falling animations from dark souls one. I haven't, I have not seen those. I don't think. Um, should I, should will, I look I'll, those up? Yeah. It's a, uh, they made gifts. There are a bunch of things that can't fall in the game, but have falling animations. Oh, yeah. Um, mushroom falling animation is so good. Yeah. Uh, that is, that is worth looking up. Yeah. It's you hear uh, me it, Googling it live. Yeah. It, 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 it is, it is prime avatar material. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You, we can move on we can we can move on i'll you'll hear me laugh but i'm sure i'll find it okay that's <laughs> okay cool uh, um but, the, but there's not too much to these guys you just you find them and they're dead yeah uh it, and it's really like boy this is is this dark root <laughs> uh, yeah uh just so you just more more connections um and I, I feel like we didn't hit it hard enough uh when we found the uh the uh dark right <laughs> earlier <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> there we go it landed <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, these are good. All right, we move on. Sorry, <laughs> I feel like we didn't hit it hard enough earlier, but like it, it like there, the, you know, it makes sense for the uh, for the dark race to be here as yes. well because of the abyss connection and stuff. Oh, yeah, the abyss definitely. connection, and then also because they're yeah, and it makes sense for the abyss watchers to be here, mm-hmm. even though like the them guarding the next area, the catacombs of Carthus, that's abyssy, but not super abyssy. But it makes sense for them to be here, even just kind of as like a legacy thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. just because yeah. it used to be the entrance to the, uh, the abyss. <laughs> um, but now, yeah, now let's get to that central uh, kind of structure. Yeah. So one of these bridge struts, um, again, uh, a callback to Blighttown, has this large ladder, um, just as long as the ladder that you took down here, except you can't rush up this ladder um, <laughs> that, uh, that will take you to uh, kind of the small room um, in the center there where we have um, the, uh, a new covenant. A, a, yes. a new faction here uh where there's the old wolf of Farron, and uh you rank up by giving him belly scratches <laughs> um this is this is so this is so weird though right because this is this is a wolf the old wolf of Farron. it's like supposed to be sif right or somebody who inherited Sif's soul or something like that yeah yeah it would have to it'd have to be sif but it doesn't it doesn't look like sif nope you know no, it doesn't act like a, sif. yeah I think it's a second Sif. I think it's a it's another wolf that has Sif soul. I think that's like the easy answer yeah. in this Wait. in this metaphysical world, right? Yeah, that happens. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, or the like thing that, again, like the thing that I the thing that I actually really like about Dark Souls Two, because <laughs> that's where we're going. No, it's fine. Some, you're, sometimes you're... in Dark Souls Two, that wasn't what happened, right? Like the soul would be there and there would be an inheritance, but it wasn't just. It wasn't just that Gwyn was in the old Iron King. Like it wasn't that simple. You know what I mean? Like it was. Mm-hmm. It was. Um, it wasn't just history replays itself exactly. It's yeah. that sometimes similar things line up in ways because humans have similar motivations over a long enough timeline, 
and get power and abuse that power. Yeah. And and I I really it's one of the things I enjoyed about Dark Souls 2, especially at launch before all the DLC, where it was just like, oh yeah, like these things. <laughs> how ambiguous is the connection here? Is this yeah. thing a reincarnation or is it just another thing in the vein? And so it winds up with the soul, or it winds up with a thing like the soul. Mm-hmm. Um, or you have people who are like, no, I want. Seat soul. Let me <laughs> let me get seat soul. Let me do everything I can with this. Well, I think this is just my my like complete headcanon thing is just like, yeah, like there are wolves and wolves sometimes care about killing the abyss, you know, and yeah. here's yeah. one of them that was really powerful for a while and yeah. now is all cut up. Yeah. Or, you yeah, know, but, like but, they, they found a wolf and raised it to be a surrogate Sif. And this is the descendant right. of that Sif of that. Of oh, the that's really Sif. sad, yeah. actually. And it's just like. Oh, no, you're like when you get a new Sif. pet? Oh, yeah, it's the replacement dog, yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah. Sif died, and they went to the pet store to find a lookalike. <laughs> Sif 2, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> look at a sitcom plot, a Sifcom yeah. plot. Yeah, yeah. Sifcom. <laughs> yeah. It's a comedy. <laughs> but, but, um, but wait a minute, Sif had a dot right under his left eye. Oh, wait, let me get a Sharpie. Okay, we're good. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Hold still, mutt. The, um, <laughs> the, weird, the weird thing about Sif not looking like Sif in this is that, like, the time, and this is, you know, kind of a drum that I beat a lot, but it's also, this is a specific instance of it, is it's so weird to me, the areas in Dark Souls 3 where it decides to just be explicit mm-hmm. and the areas where it right. doesn't. And this right. could have been an area where it would have been explicit and I would have been, I would have thought it was cool. You know, it would have been right. like, it's oh, just, like, oh, it's, it's so Sif. clear. It's so clearly meant to be like a Sif stand-in. Why not just make <laughs> right. it Sif? Yeah. You know, like you, you, you underline it every other place. Like this is the, this like restraint here. With no and Sif doesn't the old the old uh, dog old wolf of Farron doesn't have any dialogue. We don't know anything about this wolf. Right. You know right. the only thing we know is what we can bring with it. Thinking about Sif, you know, right, like so it's not like it's its own character. Let's build a little something here though, which is if it was Sif, then the the uh, the Abyss Watchers would would be able to know what Artorius didn't do. Oh yeah. S- oh yeah. Right. Like so. Like that. It's not Sif. It, it fills in this this same it falls into that same gap of like they believe Artorius was this great hero who saved the day. And of course, they're going to have the dog. They're going to have the dog, too. And that's good. Not like up oh, here's here's the wolf. And just like Artorius had and like, that's it. Whereas if it was actually Sif, Sif could be like, yeah, well, <laughs> things didn't really go exactly <laughs> the sense. way you want. One scratch for Artorius did it. Two scratches for no. He did it. You know? <laughs> yes, exactly. I, I say I think I mean you're right that that but, is a that's but they don't makes, but they don't lean into that right like they right. don't yeah. I just wish it like he had dialogue or something like even if he yeah. did, you just talked to him and he said like oh you know I'm the dog that they you know I mean he wouldn't be like I'm the dog they adopted that'd be real <laughs> weird language for Dark Souls but if he had just been like you know I have been the the keeper of these guys for blah 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 mm-hmm. like just something right. that made him his own character so yeah I had something a choice other than just substituting in Sif where it's clearly not <laughs> Sif right. You right. know? The fact that he's called yeah. the old wolf, like, I mean, you know, like off and on throughout Dark Souls, they've used the kind of like prefix old to mean like, oh, it's from this time that, you know, before. Right. Yes. Right. You know, so old like, Dragon Slayer. right, right. So like yes. maybe that is just kind of like, a, you know, and who, who knows how that shakes out in the translation. Um, but like that, 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 that to me also kind of like, you know, lines up with it. But like, you know, I'm, I'm at war with whether or not I want this to be Sif or to be, again, the replacement dog. Like, I just I just don't know. Yeah. It doesn't, uh, either way, it's not like, this is not my favorite kind of lore thing. Like this covenant is kind of fun to, you know, to gank people mm-hmm. like yeah. the, like the forest invaders covenant was, it, it um, works it pretty much exactly like that too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
um, you put this thing on, you'll get summoned when people show up here. Right. Um, and that that's the covenant. And uh, you can get some some items that are kind of Artorius uh, specific from leveling it up. Mm -hmm. um, specifically, yep. the uh, his great shield. Yep. Um, a, a ring that's yeah. just for show. Um, yeah, and, 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 and a poise ring, and a, yeah. and a sword right. that has my <laughs> a sword that has my favorite <laughs> item description in the game. This sword, like a wolf on the prowl, like a wolf on the prowl, <laughs> boosts attack and restores HP with each consecutive hit. <laughs> that sounds like uh, like like a Duran Duran Casey Kasem or like a, like a Casey Kasem introduction to a song like that's coming up. <laughs> this next sword, like a wolf on the prowl. Boosts attack and restores HP with each consecutive hit. So it's like, the old wolf top, curved sword. Next up, top ten you know weapons. it. I know it. Yeah. Yeah, I know it. You know it. This yeah. one's dedicated to the to Sif One. We miss you up there in doggy heaven, buddy. Rough, rough. <laughs> uh, w W L F uh, the wolf. <laughs> Um, but as right, I say, yes. as I say that, that's a fucked up Bloodborne connection, isn't it? Like a wolf on the prowl, as you attack, you restore HP. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even though they had that ring before that does that that thing too. Right. I just I, I didn't want it to yeah. go unremarked upon. Yeah. No. It, it does. It definitely Ooh. has that kind of thing. It has like an Artorias move set too. It doesn't mm. do the the twirl, the pretty twirl. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Slice Artorias slice and foes with a large spinning motion, and then yeah. leap out of harm's way and follow through with a strong attack. So like it's a combo. It's a combo mm. and a button. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, you can also get the Dream Chasers ashes here, which these are ashes of somebody who wanted to join the Legion. And weirdly enough, this is part of Cirrus's quest line. <laughs> I can't um, fathom. I can't fathom. Uh, also, do you have a do you have like a like a theory why this is connected at all? I don't have a no. Nope. Not even. I can't even joke. I can't even get. I can't even guess. <laughs> I, sometimes oh, things just wind up in different places. I no. I can't. Yep. I got. I, mm, yeah. No. Nothing. <laughs> Yep, yep. Is like, there a, I, does anybody have a, a guess? No, I, I haven't read a compelling explanation of Cirrus or why the things that are important to Cirrus are where they're at. Right. Um, so no clue. Yeah. And when, um, when you give these ashes to, uh, to the, to the shrine, um, to the shrine maiden, uh, the shrine maid rather not maiden. Um, uh, she says, she's like, no uh, maiden. what's that? Hi. She's no maiden. Yeah, um, uh, she she uh, she's like filled with contempt. Like ah, these can you know like nothing will grow mm -hmm. from these. Again, implying that she grows rings from like soil that mm. she fertilizes with these. Um, but uh, but it's actually pretty good. Like you get some you get some good resins. You get the like the green uh, the green moss, like mm -hmm. all that. Like it's good stuff for the green blossoms. Things you actually rather. might want to buy. Yeah. Um, mm. In this room, in addition with the uh, the wolf, there's also an elevator that goes up. Uh, all the way out to the uh, the bridge from where you fought the Taurus demon. <laughs> like, right. Much. Yep. Like, here, here we are. <laughs> hey, guys, yep. we're back. Um, it's back, baby. Yeah. Um, and if you're looking for a more direct connection, this is also the other side of the gap from uh, from what you saw, uh, from where you saw the dead dragon on the bridge from the undead settlement. So, like, you're oh, just yeah. up on the other side of that. Yeah. Um, and there's a boss here. <laughs> kind of like a mini boss yeah it is a mini boss yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a new stray demon except uh and like there's no music i can put in here um and that's notable actually because like in it, it feels like they're they're just really comfortable putting this boss just like the other demon that you fight with siegvard um and and, yeah. and and the settlement like they're just comfortable putting a boss encounter and not giving it like a like like a health bar a name and a, and a soundtrack like this guy's just yeah. here and you know he is he is white he is petrified and he has pretty much the same move set um with like a little bit more range stuff to it 
Yeah, he can spit out boulders. Right. Um, which because he has a soul. Like this guy is explicitly unlike the one we fought with Sigurd. This one gives you a soul. Mm-hmm. Um, the cool thing, um, and uh, Vadi put this out in his video, kind of shows all the different ways. But the ways this guy can die is pretty great. Mm. Um, he takes damage to specific body parts. Um, the first oh, time I fought huh. him, I knocked out his legs, and then he crawls around on just his torso. <laughs> Um, his his body parts will shatter as you do enough damage to them, um, which is pretty rad. Huh. And uh, I think wow. there's four different ways he can die, um, three or four. Like there's, it's kind of surprising though, um, <laughs> how many different ways this guy can die for just such a minor encounter. That's that that's funny. <laughs> what that says to me is that actually they were uh, like this was an early development kind of thing like mm. okay let's take this yeah. enemy that kind of that kind of already exists with a move set that we kind of already know and like try and you know build this fight around an enemy that you know kind of like changes as you destroy some of his limbs like even more so than we saw like in bloodborne right or you know change right. like change the way you can die for a man like ah, it's not good enough it's like not ready for prime time to make this a main boss encounter um, right. to use this all in, elsewhere. done this work so let's include it why not <laughs> yeah yeah, like, yeah. Let, let, let's put this up, up up there let's put this familiar enemy in a familiar place and uh mm-hmm. you know dust our hands off and call it a day <laughs> yeah it's, it's actually really similar to, to uh um, ludwig hmm. um in the bloodborne dlc where you knock out his legs yeah. and he starts crawling around um <laughs> just with, with less hp and, and kind of fewer moves but um he drops a soul a soul of the stray demon which you can turn into uh my favorite pyromancy in the game which is the one that makes you spit out a giant boulder. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a weird har- spell. Harnessing the flame to summon rock. <laughs> yeah, just a hork, like hork a, a boulder bigger than your body. Um, or Havel's Ring, um, which is much diminished right. from its uh, Dark Souls 1. Like now it gives you plus like 12% or something yeah. like that, uh, equip burden. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty pretty mild. And there's no reason to really, you know, armor up because there's no poise or there's less reason mm-hmm. to armor up. <laughs> um, so it's not as good an item, but, uh, you do get to, you know, you make that for free from the soul here. Um, I found like that was a, that was actually a thing I, I ended up kind of enjoying about the, the rebalance of Havel's ring was, you know, in, in the past, I decided if I was going to have a Havel's ring play or not. And like, mm-hmm. am I going to be the, is this the one, am I playing this character where I'm just going to be as heavy as possible and I need every last little bit of, of encumbrance, like ready to go. But here it was just like, mm, I, this area is is you know I want I want this extra little bit of, of armor for for this resistance or something, but it pushes me over the limit that I'm aiming for. I'll toss Havels on, I'll pull something else off, and it made it a lot more flexible because I didn't have to build around it so much as I used it in place of another ring that wasn't especially useful uh, for, for the area I was in. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's helped by the fact that I mean you saw this in Dark Souls too, but like the fact that you have four ring slots like yes. that, like that is a less, exactly that is a less costly decision. Um, yeah. you know, to, to, to get that smaller return off of it. Like it you just know, gives you more like, in the margin. This is one of the first rings you can get too. like, by the time yes. I get to this place, I usually just have a free slot. You know, this game is kind of a little stingy with rings. <laughs> yeah, um, it is. Yeah. Which is, which is okay, but it is definitely true. Um, if you go to the right here, you can kind of go down this little secret area, uh, down some ledges you have to drop down, uh, to get to the other side of this, uh, Porculus. And, uh, over here, there are a bunch of crystal lizards. There's a dead dragon. Um, you can get the, uh, the lightning spear spell, which, uh, as I try to do a faith build, uh, not, <laughs> nope, not good nope. enough. Yeah, um, how's that going this time? No, they, they, they decided like to scale that all the way back from two. Yep. Yeah. Magic, magic okay. has no damage. It actually heals um, them. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> exactly. It just makes them stronger and faster. Oh, uh, whenever you hit an enemy really lightning. Lore implications. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you can get the, uh, the dragon crest, uh, shield. 
which cool is put the dragon quest shield in the <laughs> that notes, which is, that, that, I, is the, <laughs> that is either autocorrect or me being slightly buzzed when i wrote this i appreciate um, that is, typo slash autocorrect <laughs> which um which which fp ability does the does that shield have is that the does that have the you get to use your main weapons fp ability or does it just have parry I, I can't remember if this is the one I ended up using a lot throughout the game. It's a good shield. Uh, it has parry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, did end up using this a lot. Yeah, it's useful. It's it's also a shield I used a lot in, in uh, Dark Souls 1 as well. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But yeah, you get these kind of dragon fighting things over here. And uh, there's one pilgrim um, <laughs> who is kind of at the portcullis. <laughs> he made it. Oh, yeah. Kinda. yeah. There's yeah. no room at the end. <laughs> Poor little guy. And the gate was closed. So sorry. <laughs> yeah you're doomed yeah um, so there's nothing yeah. left to do up here but we can go back down and uh in the course of uh snuffing out and or lighting those three fires um you have opened up this door um mm -hmm. uh you know into kind of the inner keep into the hill that kind of raises out of the uh out of the swamp and towards this building that we got this kind of like crane pan over to mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah and uh there's some corvians there's story time down at the local <laughs> library here um, with one Corvian storyteller set, telling stories to a bunch of worshiping Corvians. Uh, who I love like going up, to, if you take the high path and take out the storyteller, the other ones don't notice <laughs> anything, which is a real great uh, great little thing you can do and fight these guys. Uh, but on your way up here, um, you will see uh, as you go up the hill, a couple of dark wraiths stalking up. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't happen very often, but I love it when enemies have their own thing they're doing. <laughs> you know, like too. Yeah, that's really cool. They're on their way somewhere, and if you leave them alone, they'll leave you alone for now. Yeah. And they'll, like, tear through those Corvians, right? Like, Oh, yeah. It's they, great. They, and like, the Grooves. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and the Grooves, right, yes. <laughs> so that was the thing that, for me, it ended up being the run I would make through this area was, like, kind of up the right-hand side, uh, taking out the handful of, of I think it was, a, I think there were Grooves off to the side, I, and I think I took those out, and then it was almost always a race of just, like, all right, if I can just get up to the door before those dark rates do i won't have to deal with them at all um but if i cross paths with them i know it's going to be a bit of a pain and this is just not going to be the run this is going to be me <laughs> running back to the bonfire yeah mm. <laughs> yeah but i mean like it's it's an interesting set piece because it sets up like oh these these grooves are guarding this place almost yes. and these uh these dark rays you know like i'm i'm kind of doing the same thing they are like I am, you know, yes. in uh, kind of making this incursion into their space, you know, like uh, yeah. uh, attacking their charge. Right. The, the thing that's really cool is it gave me the feeling of them returning home from campaign. Um, mm. And like, this is the last thing that they wanted to deal with were, <laughs> was that like there was trash out on the front lawn, so to speak. <laughs> of just like, we have to get somewhere. We're and And the thing with the Abyss Watchers and their own eventual fall into the abyss, into the dark, makes that feel like... I always get the feeling from these dark wraiths that, like, they didn't even realize they were dark wraiths. That, like, they're very much the, like, oh, yeah, we're the good guys. We're the good guys coming home. <laughs> yeah. We're the good guys, and we're going to kill these Gru. We're going to kill these Corvians, because that's what we do. We're hunters. Mm -hmm. um, and, and again, that gave me this, this like, proto-Bloodborne vibe yeah. of, like, the line between the those who hunt and and the things that are being hunted you know is, is maybe thinner than you than you want yeah i think a lot of that comes from posture like yeah. them walking up that hill. totally yeah totally. like i i can 
when you said that, like, uh, I just I had this image of them kind of just like trudging up this hill with purpose. It's so familiar, <laughs> right? Like, it's like, yeah, the, yeah, this is our hill. We're walking up the hill like this is please get out. of. No, you're not going to get out of our way. All right. Cool. <laughs> Here we go. You're dead now. What are the odds that that's intentional? Like you know, say, like, oh, that's just their walk cycle, and then doesn't matter yeah. even. Like, yeah, I mean, it's a it's it's a powerful like scene. You and know, either, either way, if, if if they're not trying to get to the abyss watchers, like you know, uh, church or or big big square room or what have you, um, <laughs> they could be trying to get back down to Carthus. Yeah, if that's totally. uh, you know the abyss totally. that you you buy go, going into that chalice. You know, yeah. just just taking the chalice home, uh, mind yeah. mind the gap. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, so we don't have to we don't have to deal with this right away. There's a little, there's a bonfire off to the right, um, which is useful because uh, it's a pretty short kind of merciful boss run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, this little area that kind of short it's a not a very useful uh, kind of shortcut back, but there's this little shortcut here. We had, we had a lot of uh, people write in uh, who were like, oh, I totally use this short the, the the shortcut because like after I defeated the abyss watchers and hit that wall, um, you know, like it was it was a way for me to get back um for, i just don't know why you wouldn't teleport like yeah. it doesn't uh yeah like you can you can literally teleport you don't have to walk back yeah um, well, if, if they if they didn't uh defeat the crystal sage either oh, okay yeah something like that like i can see it but for the purpose of the of the sequencing we have chosen there's no like there you know if you're if you're doing it the way that we're doing it there's no way uh no reason to do this you know, to yeah. like, like to take this way aside from to go back here and get some items and stuff and to get yeah, there's some items through that way right like yeah. there's maybe even another dark wraith back that way if i remember right no no or if you unlock I'm, that door that's what, uh that, that's where you find the uh the the, the there's a crystal lizard yeah the crystal lizard but there also is like the like it, it eventually leads to the black knight um from roto sacrifices right, that's, okay it does it does go back to the black knight yes 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 okay cool yeah but you can like drop down you can get uh like uh, atonement and also the uh the uh, hollow gem if you are uh, mm-hmm. doing like a luck build kind of thing mm-hmm. right yeah unfortunately you can't use the hollow gem yet you have to get that profaned coal yeah uh, you gotta get coal to swear up a storm <laughs> hey they, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um so, so you kind of head up through this little hilly area where the the dark wraiths are are cutting up the uh the, the grooves here you and you're uh, cutting up it's like they're like telling jokes right. yeah the dark wraith jokes the 101 dark wraith <laughs> jokes on amazon um the uh and i i never fight any of these things i just run oh, no. by yep yeah um, I, I, I run across yeah. the uh the main road go up onto that like uh that rise um yeah. mm-hmm. and then uh then make a beeline for the road for the door rather if you if you want to summon, it makes it a little bit difficult to summon. You can get if you're going the uh, the hollowed route, you can get a Londor Pale Shade for this fight, <laughs> and he is by the uh, the bonfire, right. um, and he's useful. He teaches you a gesture mm-hmm. uh, when you first get him, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but you can also summon uh, Gothard, Black Hand Gothard, and you can actually summon Sirius, which I just learned today. Huh. Um, if you go and talk to her again after going and getting the Dreamcatcher thing, okay, um, she's okay. to the left of the uh, the gate. Um, you can also summon cool. uh, Yellowfinger Heisel. Uh, he's around here, so you can you can really everyone can play this club cranium uh, if you like. <laughs> yeah, um, one of my favorite details here. Uh, you might as well address it because because uh, the, it's the first time is like stuff shows up. Um, uh, like the so the assassin the the, the launder pale works for the Sable Church, which I really hope we explore in the DLC. Um, but because of the expression on the mask that hides their hollow faces, like this kind of like coy grin, they're called the Harlots of Death. Gary mm, is right. it metal? That's very metal, my friend. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's real metal. Yes. <laughs> I like it. Um, yeah. So, but instead, we're going to run past all these guys and uh, go in here to the boss fight, uh, step through and uh, take on the Abyss Watchers.
their like opening little bit is so good. It's just like <laughs> oh, it's it's amazing. Yep. <sighs> I love it, man. <laughs> like like um, it's 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 yeah, so confusing too. Like the boss is fighting itself. Yes. Yeah. So like this is the thing. I'm just here's why I like this boss fight. This is this is the thing that's been like sitting in my brain forever because I couldn't put this in the review that I wrote for this game. Right. <laughs> um, the Abyss Watchers are like this amazing illustration of Dark Souls and the Dark Souls community uh, for me. Which is like one, they worship Artorius, uh, and <laughs> Artorius is the fucking best. <laughs> which is just such a big component of the Dark Souls like family community. Like everybody, like that's everybody. Everybody played through that DLC and was like, oh man, Artorius, Sif, like this stuff is the best. So they're that. But then two, it's just like that fight of like, oh, we're all fighting each other. We're all dueling constantly there's just like this constant refrain of death and rebirth throughout the fight because as you i guess i'll get a little bit into the mechanics of the fight here uh you know it starts off with as a as a kind of one-on-one -on -one fight but very quickly other bodies start raising out of the from from the kind of mass grave that is just layered throughout this entire zone yeah it's like, like it's a big room that's filled with bodies it's it's, and one it's by carpeted one, with, uh, yeah. with 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 dead abyss watchers and then one by one they get up and then they start fighting you and each other there are some with is it the eye color is different right there's blue eyes and red eyes yeah yep yeah the, uh, the red eyes the red will eyes. fight whatever's closest to them yeah exactly so, um yeah. and for me like there is just this notion of like eternal conflict that isn't bettering anything and that is completely inescapable that is like the central challenge that every character in every souls game has been going through it's just like <laughs> how do we fucking break this stupid cycle and and especially when the only way we know how to interact with anything is by continuing the cycle of violence i'm mm. just like mm. gonna keep fighting um and so like the first time i got to this this boss like i was immediately overtaken by the that metaphor but then also just as a boss fight just like so I've always been the person, my favorite boss fights in games are always when I'm fighting enemies that feel like the player character. Like I go back to things like Streets of Rage and think about like the boss fights in games, like in beat em ups like that, the best ones are the ones that feel not like a, a giant monster necessarily or like a big, a big boss that's not like me. It's the characters who move and act in ways that are similar to to me. That's true for, for what I like in RPGs. It's true for what I like in, in action games. And so like, that fight where it's just like, oh, this is just a bunch of me. This is just a bunch of people who are kitted <laughs> out in gear that are just just like gear I could have, um, at least for the first half of the fight. Uh, the second half, things go a little bit a little bit wild. But, uh, <laughs> but but like that that to me was already like this this great thing. And then the other thing was just like in my playthrough, I hit this boss fight at the exact like perfect moment in my build where it was exactly as challenging as it could be to like push me to my very limits. Um, the first time that I, like, it, the first time I came across it, I got very close to the halfway point of this fight, the second form, um, mm -hmm. and then got, got crushed. But then, and like, I kept throwing myself against it and, and was using, uh, I guess probably what, what's the green moss is the stamina item. Is that correct? Is it the green blossom or something like that? Yeah. Green blossom. Yeah. Right. Uh, and, and was burning through those. I was burning through a few other important items that I was trying to prep for uh, prep with, with with the fight oh and i was burning through what i was actually burning through was um uh uh what is the thing that lights your your stupid life bar to be higher uh, uh the ember. embers yeah. the ember i was burning through embers is what i was burning through hmm. and it was like it came down to my final ember oh, wow. with this fight and i hadn't ever even seen the second form yet and on my first <laughs> oh, time wow. through 
I use my last ember to get that like that last little bit of health and beat it on the first try against that second form. And that was just like the accomplishment of gaming for me this year. It's just like that I I put the controller down, I was shaking, like that was this moment of like, oh right, this is why I love video games. Like this feeling here of the combination of interesting story lore stuff and gameplay challenge that can that can communicate something about what this like feeling accomplished in combat is not just this thing that you do because like the fight is cool but it's also because it ties into this ridiculous long you know decade of playing these souls games that have all been about whether or not you can overcome this stupid cycle of violence and and rebirth uh <laughs> and it was just like this yep this is it this is my favorite boss in the series even though <laughs> i think other boss fights might have been more fun to play and other ones have have deeper lore implications this was the one that that summarized dark souls for me in a really clear way yeah yeah that's really cool uh, that yeah that is uh I, yeah. I didn't have the kind of metatextual angle i didn't didn't pick up on or didn't hit me when i when i played it um but that i will buy it like mm -hmm. that's a that's a yeah. well supported and good um when there are the, other uh, things in three hit that just the return to certain stuff right like the the we, we have already talked about Sif showing a Sif like thing showing up. And then throughout the game, there are just these moments where I hit spots. There's a spot towards the end of the game where you're walking. I'm not going to give specifics here, but you're walking down uh, kind of a stone path. And there are like barricades up in front of the path leading mm -hmm. up a stairway mm -hmm. to a couple of doors. And it's just like, oh, like I'm in Boletaria. Like I'm in, <laughs> I'm all the way back. And yeah. those moments were the real standouts for me of Dark Souls 3, not because they were empty reference to the past or to games I used to, to the games I used to play, but because here they felt meaningful because it, it felt final in ways. It felt yeah. like we were returning to these things to actually confront them and, and not just escape from them for a little bit, you know? What's funny yeah, is... Yeah, totally, totally. Like, the, those are the times, my favorite um, callbacks, because uh, I take a lot of heat for not liking the callbacks in Dark Souls 3, <laughs> but the architectural ones, the uncanny yes. things, mm -hmm. where they're uh, seizing on a feeling of familiarity you have without a direct reference. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, That's like, exactly. it's, like, it's a matter of subtlety, right? Yeah. I mean, like, no, I know this, the shape of ceiling, <laughs> you know, something yes. like that. Even yep. things so small, those things really hit me. Because it shows... That shows a level of craft and attention that does just doesn't exist in most of gaming, right? Like, right. because not only are they able to say like, "Oh yeah, we used this roof before," they're able to say like, "Yes, this ceiling will evoke <laughs> something in you," because yeah. we know how deep our players are. Because the core of the game is re is repetition, like it's always been repeat repeated movement through space, and so you it slowly inscribes itself into your brain what this corner looks like and so their ability to not only build that corner in the first place but then recognize that that corner can can evoke a nostalgia or something worse in you is really clever and, and smart so for me this is the boss fight that that sums that up a little bit because it's just like this is you know metaphorically what these games have been um and, and all like you said all the high points for me in dark souls 3 are those moments yeah i mean forgive me for using a word that's kind of loaded here but like there's a certain amount of respect in that subtlety mm -hmm. right there mm -hmm. you know just you know like when, when they choose not to be overt but instead like suggest it with with form like that right it, like just it it, it feels confident. like it's it, yeah yeah it's, it's, it's confident yes. it's it's not just respectful of the player like whatever you know we've talked about like hey don't suck my dick you know just like you don't have to be like <laughs> right. right on top of this the whole time but also it's like it feels it feels like it does more justice to the like the source material notice you know yes. like aside from the sif thing we we haven't really complained about the callback even though this is like th this whole area is kind of like predicated on like the you know it kind of like it has literally sunk into the ground on the weight of the history that it carries 
right. you know <laughs> but like yeah. it's not as like kind of like pernicious here as it is in other places totally yeah. uh, the other thing here that I, that I mentioned briefly is like it feels like this little nod forward to to bloodborne in that one like the first time they pull up so that they fight with with the abyss watchers have have like a broadsword in one hand and then there's a weird knife in the other one <laughs> that has like almost a pistol grip like i swear it almost has a weird trigger on it no one yeah. your finger doesn't go on it i don't know what that little other <laughs> thing is for i guess probably disemboweling someone um but like the <laughs> stance and the movement and like when you when you kill them and, and get the soul you can turn it into that that weapon or into the artorius uh wolf long sword right mm -hmm. or, or great sword uh, um, but if you turn it into that it, it plays a little bit like bloodborne in that it's just a weapon for parrying like yeah. you're done with no shields parries all the time <laughs> uh and and between that and their connection to blood which i'll let one of you talk about that <laughs> i walked away feeling very like uh-huh i see the i see the connection you're legally not allowed yeah. to make here <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i mean also just like their hats like they have these like tricorn oh, totally. helmet kind of things like yeah. they cut a very similar you know silhouette um, mm -hmm. in, in in comparison there and even like the like the second the second phase of the boss fight that isn't just kind of like okay i'm fighting it's, another it's maria another dude. it's maria, maria exactly like, yes. like you know totally. it's, it's powered up with like like flame blood and then just kind of like hey here's this you know this uh kind of like powered up heightened duel that is using the power of yep. this blood against you like it's i mean it's it's remarkable and really similar to maria that where the first half trains you for the second half mm -hmm. very similar yes. to that where like the moves are the same thing plus a little bit you know plus 20 <laughs> percent. like yeah like they're a little bit more aggressive a little bit wider hitboxes and stuff and this is one totally. of the bosses like a lot of bosses in dark souls 3 uh their health bars refill halfway through this is one of the ones where it doesn't bother me because they're it he doesn't have mountains of health like it's a duel but no. if you are you know if you are playing reasonably it doesn't uh it doesn't feel you know a, like yeah. egregious to me yeah, I mean, um, especially I, if you're aggressive in that in that first uh, that first go, like it does not yeah. like that, that goes down really quickly. I want to make sure that I address this. Um, the first part kind of evokes the four kings for me. And so oh, like you know, at at, um, at uh, regular intervals, a new one will come. I mean, like the four kings didn't fight each other, but like you really benefit from defeating these, you know, that first phase as quickly as possible, just like you yeah. did with some the four kings. Some part of me, yeah, some part of me really feels like someone internally at front was like, damn it i really wish we could have figured out how to get these four kings to fight each other in that first <laughs> boss fight and they're like yeah. we'll do it this time we'll, we got it this time <laughs> well the uh it's real similar because the the kind of lore suppositions that people have about why they're fighting each other are uh real similar to that mm -hmm. they have the mm -hmm. same thing that the four kings do where they share a soul right so yeah. like this idea that like they uh they are driven either like driven mad or the ones that come through have the uh the red eyes which yeah. are sometimes associated with the abyss right um, yes. So those have to die no matter what, mm -hmm. um, but right. it's similar to to the four kings where they are uh, they share a soul, and that being a reason why they right. might uh, try to kill each other. Uh, that's another thing, really quick before you move on, that I love about that fight is just like, it was me learning to use the red eye ones against the <laughs> blue eyed ones, yep. and that's just this great like no, that's how you fucking fall in the trap. You let you're like oh no I'll let the abyss one help me for a little bit <laughs> yeah. no no you fool no. like that's that's how they get you. <laughs> um, uh, I read this um so the, my first thought when I saw these guys why they were fighting and this was uh, again I, I keep I'll put in the show notes I keep referencing the lore through the body thing on here because uh, we had the same we were both wrong but had the same first impression was I thought they were training which I thought was sure. awesome like mm. if you if you yeah. were hollowing and like you just always came back to life 
the idea that they were yeah. so dedicated that like they would literally just you know <laughs> murder one another like disembowel each other to learn how to mm -hmm. disembowel better yeah our lives are cheap but the lives of the people that we're protecting from this are not yeah right yeah. you know so it's it's worth this pain i had that kind of wolverine vibe and then you know i think i think it actually probably is that shared soul kind of thing the the chronology is a little bit confusing um yeah. a lot of people are saying that their soul became fused when they linked the fire um yeah. you know one way or another uh there's also uh, like the like the soul the soul of the blood of the wolf so you're getting the soul of the blood after you defeat them says yes, that uh, the right. blood was spread among them and their souls were one with the soul of the wolf blood master yes so like, they drink like, that blood again that bloodborne thing yeah i mean and, yeah and, you they know, like shrink the blood of the wolf right <laughs> like that is literally what they do which <laughs> that's a choice to make you yeah. know and like mm -hmm. i've just i'm like the chalice that on the on the uh kind of like altar that moves at the end that is totally mm -hmm. where they drink all that blood from yeah you know? yeah which is um, cool that's cool <laughs> i guess that's what we're doing now we're drinking blood <laughs> why not you know <laughs> whatever helps yeah the um <laughs> The as a fight, it's it's I like this fight a lot because it is it is a duel, which I also I'm with you as far as that. Like I'm one of those filthy Dark Souls Artorius worshippers, uh, mm -hmm. because that fight is the first <laughs> like real good duel in, in Dark Souls it's in the series. It's so like. good. It's so it <laughs> yeah. is so good. So like I'm I, I count myself among them, uh, but I also yeah. see my own sin, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> but I mean like so so saying it's a duel, like there there's a large portion of this, and like, you know, the like the, the figure that this strikes, at least on first impression, is that it is going to be another like you know another mob fight mm -hmm. you, you yes. know and you know that, that that's that's what it can be but the fact that it is like this kind of like amorphous you know halfway step between the two of them i think makes that even more significant it's you know? really yeah. cool the, the surprise when i started fighting them and the other one came up i'm like okay i'm fighting two of these things the third <laughs> one popped up and i was like okay i'm just gonna have to try to dps this but when the third one attacked the second one <laughs> was such a delightful <laughs> yes. moment of surprise for me like, just like, yes. oh, shit. Like, I have not seen this in a Dark Souls. Like, as somebody who has, you know, thought about every boss in the series an awful lot, uh, <laughs> I've not seen this before. And every right. time something can actually be new, I'm pretty into it. Yeah. Um, yeah. This, this is one of my favorite boss fights in the game. Like, I really like this boss fight. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, and and it, again, it's not like you said, Austin, it's not the hardest in the world. Like, if you're really aggressive, you can get through it yeah. pretty totally. easily. But again, like difficulty does not equal success in these boss fights for me, <laughs> right? Like or or, uh, or quality, I guess. Yeah. The you know. just think about all the other boss fights in 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 Souls history that would have been better if one of the enemies turned on on the other ones. That's all. Just think about the Rune Sentinels. If they <laughs> if one of them had just swung even once at one of the others, <laughs> or if their attacks could hurt each other. Yeah. Right. Totally. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. That would have been enough, frankly. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> to make that to make God. that fight not just terrible uh, <laughs> but i still i still you know again like I, I think even that is is from the metatextual point of just like you've been trained over the course of the series to deal with multiple fight multiple enemies at a time even in mm -hmm. boss fights to ratchet that up, ratcheted that up to a ridiculous hilarious degree mm -hmm. and like here the restraint a little bit more restraint but like still that concept is here which is which is cool yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is here, this here. is this is super successful. I'm really glad that the first Lord of Cinder that we actually fight is so such a cool fight. Oh yeah, in this, um, yeah. And it doesn't read as a like a like well, a Lord of Cinder. I mean, it's a it's a group of people, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. the other thing for me is like it it felt like. I mean, I'm sure you've you've spoken a bit about the the stranger the structure of this game in comparison to both one and two. 
and even of, of Demon Souls and Bloodborne, where it feels there isn't there. It sometimes feels like there isn't a first act to this game that mm-hmm. like you're immediately in the I'm going after the Lords mode um, mm-hmm. instead of ringing bells or or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but at the same time, it felt so long before I actually fought these guys like because i'd done the the i ended up bouncing off of them and going to the cathedral or not bouncing off of them but bouncing off of the keep and going to the cathedral and dealing with all of that first that like i kept and when you go to the, the cathedral i thought like oh i'm gonna go fight aldrick <laughs> he's gonna be here <laughs> of course and the then like wants you to no think that. that was pulled out from under me or like <laughs> there are other moments when people say like oh go to this church or go to that you know go here or there and i, I thought like okay well that'll be my first my first lord of cinder no and so finally you get to them and it's this, and like that's a really rewarding moment. Like that was one of the moments of me feeling like, all right, I'm I'm still very hopeful for what the rest of this game brings because this was a kind of a make or break moment. Like this is supposed to be the set piece. Like these are the set pieces. The the Lord fights have to be, you know, at their best, really, really good. <laughs> otherwise, I won't have something fun to talk about. Like otherwise, I'm yeah. just going to end up saying, I wish this smaller minor boss was cool. And yeah. and I've felt that way about games before in the series you know so um i I was really happy with with this one yeah i love the anti-climax of so you you get there you know you you get the soul and we talked about the items that it could turn into either this dual wielding thing or the you know the classic sword that i'm holding a replica of Mm -hmm. right now the little letter opener (laughs) thing um uh but you also get the you know the, the the cinders of a lord Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, the anticlimax of like, I was thinking when I was first playing this, I'm going to take this back. You know, those the, the, those thrones are totally. like a, like a set piece in this. And, you know, we have we, we have a uh, little guy, um, J- J- Jimmy, Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah J- Jimmy Ludlith. He uh, you know, he's talking and he gives <laughs> a little bit like I was expecting, like, we're going to return. We're going to return them to their seat. And, right. you know, it's going to be like, OK, I'm going to talk with them. I'm going to get more of the story. They're going to be. Right, like oh, they're going to be an NPC, and then they're going to be able to tell me more. Right, no, you're just you're just straight up putting like their like their ashes on there, and like that's okay. Like technically, you're correct. Yep. You know, there's nothing saying that uh, uh, so some ashes can't play basketball. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah, and so I mean, like we've we've rules lawyered the the <laughs> metaphysics of this world. Yeah. You know, all it says there has to be a, the, there has to be a, a Lord of Cinder on the throne. That's all yeah. it says. It's like a, it's like in a movie where they cut off someone's hand to use it for a fingerprint scanner. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Or like put yes. their eye up to a retinal scanner, like that. <laughs> and, uh-huh. it, and it's awesome because like you know Hawkwood, as we as we learn, like he used to be like he he's a deserter because you know he he left these guys. Like he sees <laughs> in this you know like like with disdain like okay they became lords but like this is ultimately what we're reduced to and like it is kind of this ultimate humiliation for what used to be the most effective force against the abyss now reduced to this and like we kind of see them you know like in this miniature arc throughout the boss fight go from you know like just uh like infighting to like the height of their powers down to just like being a tool for the cycle and like i think that like that resonates so hard with me like that that arc that we see right away in that Mm. right i i think that uh i would have still i like the idea of it just being you can just take any part of their body and stick it on here and it counts <laughs> um i still feel like maybe not with these guys but with a couple of the lords of cinder later yeah. that the game would have been better served by having there be like a little Ludith, little jimmy Ludith <laughs> yeah. that pops up, or like something that came up to get a little bit more context uh specifically for yorm mm-hmm. um but like just having a little bit more information would have been better the weird way that like i feel like dark souls 3 i wish i had a little bit more text mm-hmm. to it yeah um to connect some of those dots but it well, is that's one neat... of those things 
in Dark Souls 2, you eventually you got that NPC, you got the the cat uh, Shalcor, who would say like eventually in the story, she would eventually start giving you extra info on mm-hmm. the major bosses. She's like, oh, here's some here's a little extra, you know, backstory on that. And I'd hoped that that Lilith would give me more me each too. time that like actually made me feel a little more satiated, and that didn't really happen. Like I think he gave me a little bit more, a little bit more once or twice, but not like enough. To feel like, oh yeah, that's close the chapter on them. I got it, you know. Yeah. And and these guys get like because Hawkwood talks about these guys whenever he has the opportunity, which is like kind of an eaten version. He's not the the crestfallen guy that we've seen in every other game. Like he's right. got a place in this world. Uh, but there's nobody, you know. After you beat any of the other Lords of Cinder, it's not like there's anybody around to talk about them, you know. Mm-hmm. And that kind of bums me out a little bit. Yeah. Like uh, I wish there was a little bit more of that kind of uh, say new stuff. You know, like when you when you right. play a video game and you go do something really cool and nobody in town reacts to it. <laughs> uh, there's a little bit of that going on. Yeah. Uh, well, here. It doesn't help that sometimes it feels like it feels like some of these NPCs should have something to say about what I just did. Like, yeah, you ha- I, I know what you know, this mm, you have yeah. something to say. Say a thing. Yeah. I, mm, don't <laughs> like, give me the silent like, treatment on all this. of us have a stake in this. God damn it. Yes. <laughs> you told me to do this. Yeah. Go, go do it. Um <laughs> For sure. Um, Hawkwood, so as we mentioned, uh, he thanks you for killing them, and he gives you the Farron Ring, um, and he will actually leave the shrine, and uh, he leaves uh, with Andre. I don't think it, you have it as a shield. It's a special short sword grass oh, that he okay. leaves there yeah. um, okay. that gives you tells you where he's, uh, where he's going, um, but we can't get there yet. Um, so we will go, we'll finish out his quest line uh, a long time from now. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. quite, quite, quite a while yeah. uh, from now. But um, yeah, for for now, um, this chalice where they drink that blood uh, kind of recedes, and there's a stairway down, which leads to the next area. Right. On the game, which we'll be getting to next time. Yeah. The Catacombs of Carthus. Yes. Which we're, we're exploring with uh, with Bob Mackey of uh, Retronauts. That's exciting. Fame. Bob's a good guy. Bob, Bob, that'll be a fun episode. Yeah. Yeah. Bob Bob is one of my my oldest uh, pod friends. Yeah. So oh, awesome. he's, uh, yeah, he's, <laughs> a, he's a series regular. Yeah. Um, and super excited about it. Um, do we have any other wrap up thoughts on Farron? Anything we didn't, uh, didn't cover during the episode? I'd be tempted to say this is a big disparity between quality of boss and quality of area, but like even going back through this, I like the area. Like, I think that learning to not be bothered by the poison and just being like, okay, (laughs) this is what it's going to be. Like, this feels like a very good expression. The best expression of like the, the poison bog. Um, that I that I've seen, you know, it's it's kind of more eventful, more dense with incident than Blighttown is, um, and it's not as kind of like punishing and you know just kind of right. like you know quick to hand failure, you know, to strike failure down on you as uh, as as five two is. I think that like if this is the last version of this that we see, you know, you can argue about whether or not it's worth them doing it again, um, right? You know, and, and I think also I think I'm, I'm good. I'm probably a little less positive, a little bit, but but at the same time. I think because of the quality of that boss fight, I left that whole area feeling really high on it. You know, like mm-hmm. I left wanting to make apologies for the the pain I was in hours before. <laughs> and that's that's a perfectly fine feeling. Whereas whereas, you know, in the previous poison areas, that was not the case. I didn't like I didn't really I'm trying to think who were the bosses uh, who was the boss after Blight Town? Uh, that was uh, uh, quick Willag, and then we also yeah. had the, the Dirty Colossus in uh, Demon. Yeah, like <laughs> that name. Mm, <laughs> I like Quillag, like, but yeah, <laughs> but like yeah. nothing that, that never. Those boss fights didn't feel like like necessarily um, components of the same whole. Whereas here, I really do feel like fighting the Abyss Watchers was like, 
okay, yeah, like this fits <laughs> into this dark, terrible place I was just at really well. And like I left it feeling higher than I than I thought I would when I was in the middle of it. So yeah, like Quillog has pathos after the fact, like from a lore standpoint. Yes, absolutely. Um, this totally. is infused with it entirely. It's soaking in pathos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I really love Quelag. Um, like that, you know, and even that boss fight was a real wall for me, and like that was really important since it was my first play through the game. Um, I think like I like this 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 boss fight fantastically, and the area I like, even though I think that like the swamp areas do lose a little bit when they lose that verticality. Mm-hmm. Um, like five two is maybe a little bit harsh because the the penalty for falling in five two is uh you know backtracking. Mm-hmm. and poison mm-hmm. but five one is kind of maybe the platonic ideal of a blight town situation to me mm-hmm. like going through the kind of hovels and uh you know people like sleeping in rags and stuff like that that kind of like i associate these areas with poverty um in a way that i don't with Farron's keep mm-hmm. very much like it doesn't seem like it just seems like monsters live here a little bit it mm-hmm. doesn't feel like a town which they always had right. before Game which three. i really liked um, yeah this is this is just you know monsters like and that's that's cool monsters are cool uh, but it loses a little bit for me because of that, yeah. I think. Only only evil lives here. Yes. That's <laughs> gate, yeah, gate one. Um, it is, uh, whereas, yeah, this is this is more like gate three, pick up your weapons and fight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But still, still really, I still really like it. Like, I, I love all my children, uh, except for, uh, except, area, for except for all of Dark Souls 3 and most of Bloodborne. Yes, according to, yes, according to uh, my Ask FM. <laughs> um, there's a, the, the one area that I, I explicitly kind of hate from later in the game, but I can't spoil it because it's a spoiler. <laughs> well, now I'm um, excited. Yeah, I, I will tell you when uh, when we let Jeff hook. Um, Austin, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at Austin underscore Walker and starting uh, July 5th at vice.com slash gaming. I think it's gaming. I think it's gaming. I, I think it's <laughs> It's game. Nope. Yep. It's gaming. Vice.com okay. slash gaming. <laughs> we'll have a new like actual website. No, nope, that's wrong. It's not doc. It's not slash gaming at all. I'm a liar. Do, I'm do, you, want to, do you want to retake that clean? Oh, no, I was right. It's vice.com slash gaming. I don't know how I fucked <laughs> it up. Right. What a coaster. Yeah. <laughs> Quit playing games with my heart, man. <laughs> huh. My dreams into my car. The, um... uh, and then, and then you can listen to, sorry, there's a, there seems to be a, a loud emergency thing happening outside. Hmm. I'll wait for that to unless it's is that not coming through. Uh, I think I think it adds a little bit of uh, gravitas to what you're saying. Okay, that's good. So you can also find the tabletop. Now there it is. It's really loud now. Uh, <laughs> you can also find the tabletop game podcast that I do at friendsatthetable.net. We play games. Uh, we've kind of had two big big campaigns. One is a, a fantasy game. One is a kind of cyberpunk mecha anime thing mm-hmm. um so that's friends at the table.net you can find us on itunes we're getting ready to do an interlude game for new people to jump on and that is using a game called the quiet year which is a map drawing game mm. where you you kind of all just draw a map and like play out a year in a kind of a, a community's life a community after a, a kind of a, a post-apocalyptic event um and then we're going to use that map as the basis for a city in a game called Blades oh, in the Dark. Oh, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> which is uh Blades in the Dark is a is a game that's deeply inspired by things like Dishonored or 80 Days, kind of like steampunky but still with like a with a real politics, not just an aesthetic. Um and so I'm really excited about that and really looking forward to that. So that's friendsatthetable.net. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Um thank you. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, recommended. Um, you know, most people who listen to us know, like we said, you're one of our most requested guests, like of all time. And I think most people know, but uh, your work is recommended. I, uh, you know, I, I'm a big fan of your writing yeah. and stuff. I, I appreciate didn't get in. That means a lot. Yeah. It, 
Yeah, I, re- I really do like it. The um, the uh, most of the stuff I saw was on Paste, and I remember yeah, uh, yours was the, the review I was looking for. Um, reviews of that Shadowrun spinoff thing that <laughs> oh, wasn't that wasn't the returns, like but the like Boston the, or uh, Chronicle, yeah, Bo- yeah Chronicle uh, Shadowrun Chronicles Boston Lockdown. <laughs> I think is what it was called. <laughs> it's a tell- lot of colon. Can you tell that it that it left an impression and maybe not a good one? <laughs> God, I, uh, ugh, ugh, yeah. Sorry, I'm just, now I'm just thinking about bad <laughs> cyberpunk games and how frustrating they are. Because when they're good, they're good, and yeah. when they're not, yeah. The the way that I, you had me when I read that review is that you referenced the Sega Genesis one in there, and it's one of the first games we did for our, our Watch Out for Fireballs podcast, and that game's real special to me. So uh, that game is so I was good. Like, oh, I'm yeah. have to go, I'm gonna I'll dig up that episode now because I just want to hear I just want to hear you guys talk about that that game because it's really good. Episode number seven. Yeah, I'll dig it up. Uh, cool. Yeah, very cool. Um, thanks, thanks so again, much for man. having me on, guys. We really appreciate it, Austin. Yeah, so we uh, we let Austin go. Mm-hmm. Um, which I want to say thank you again. Which we set a bunch on air, but just like <laughs> yeah. we did, we did the the bonfire side chat, our our cruel ritual of just talking ridiculous amounts of sugar about our guest <laughs> afterwards. Yep. Uh, hmm. the, so. the the whole such a nice guy thing. Um, yeah. yeah. And just like what a great dude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, you know Bob's great. Yep. Bob, Bob's <laughs> like not. I don't want to make Bob feel jealous. I love Bob so much. <laughs> good 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 friend of mine. I'm um, looking forward to that episode as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are we're very lucky to do what we do. Yes, we are. Get to meet some very nice and cool people. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. So um, if you uh, if you like our show, um, the most concrete way you can support us is to hit. Actually, first, if you have anything to say about the Catacombs of Carthus, yes, uh, hit us up at duckfeedtv forward slash contact. Mm-hmm. That's first on your your agenda. Number two, if you want to support us, uh, head on over to patreon.com forward slash duckfeedtv, and uh, you can give us a couple bucks a month. It gives you access to our Slack channel, which is a really positive community uh, mm-hmm. online, and uh, also gives you some other stuff, yeah. and gives you the warm fuzzies of supporting a show that you like. Yeah, and the reason that is called duckfeed.tv and not just Bonfire Site Chat um, is because we run a whole network of shows, and we've made a push here because we really want people to listen uh, to those as well. Um, you know, so duckfeed.tv is a URL and, uh, you can find shows like, uh, like watch out for fireballs or abject suffering or, uh, um, teenage dirtbags. Any of these are things that we are really passionate about that we love doing, um, just as much as we love doing this. And we would love it if you guys kind of like, uh, came along and listened to those. Yeah. Give them a shot. Yeah. Not everything is for everyone. Maybe you just like souls. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's fine, but give them a shot. The, uh, yeah, you can also, uh, rate and review this show on iTunes that helps out quite a bit um if you dig the show make your voices heard yes please. um that is appreciated mm-hmm. um and if you uh also if you dig the show uh, make your voices heard on message boards and on twitter things yeah. like that uh tell people you know hey i'm looking for a new podcast or i'm just getting into dark souls uh yeah. point in our direction yep um you know the beginning of any of our seasons is a great place for uh, somebody who is new to, uh new to the series to start so yeah and if you'll never own a ps3 you can listen to our Demon Souls series and like uh, get that yeah. kind of vicariously. Or you'll like, never own a PS4. <laughs> or if you're like, hey, that there's this weird sword in Farron's Keep that was really big. I wonder where that's from. Listen to our series on Berserk. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Selfishly here, I would like to say that kind of like under uh, a, a lot of this stuff, I have restarted a new project called Hexcrank. 
Um, that is my, uh, used to be just my survival horror blog. I've blown it out into its uh, own site uh, just uh, here a couple weeks ago, put up the uh, the Alone in the Dark retrospective and working on the Dark Seed one that has a uh, like article and video component to it. And then also uh, a streaming component as well. Um, uh, I stream at uh, twitch.tv slash duckfeedtv working on um, uh, Deadly Premonition uh, as we are talking about this. Want to do that right there. I uh, just finished up Rule of Rose, a very uh, rare survival horror game. I'm really passionate about that. And if you like games like Resident Evil or Silent Hill, uh, I'd love to have you come and check that out. Yeah, yeah, nothing selfish about that. And this is this is the place for that. So okay. if you if you like coal, this is the uh, you can get some more coal. And if you like <laughs> horror, you can get more horror. And when those two things come together, it's profane coal. Ooh boy, and that's what we want. So, <laughs> yeah, fucking profane coal. <laughs> Kick ass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <it> swears. <laughs> Tit. Tit. Um, singular. Yeah. <laughs> I keep thinking of trying to figure a way to put it in somewhere like somebody talking about a strip club where they let you touch the tit i think it's a funny sentence like do they, let, do they let you touch the tit i'm just picturing like I, like, a, like a single massive one at the center of the room yeah me too thing. like it's a, it it really takes the imagination and runs with it you know? to that one place that we both went to yeah well i mean even then or just like just you know some guy referring to general like boobs in general is just the tit i think is also kind of like funny in a perverse kind of profane coal kind of way um, yeah. um any, anything else any other uh no not, not that i can think of um just uh write in with your responses and uh, keep on listening we're super happy to have you here yeah we'll see you in a week yep uh what else should they do um uh they should pity the poor souls umbasa umbasa We all pray that we will have far more soon. Pity the poor souls, for they were a lust penis. Yes, <laughs> you were a lust penis. <laughs> yes. I'm a luck dragon. Um. <laughs>